Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Looky here, Grumpy. How are, Grumpy, you're in a little bit of a different spot. Grumpy is on the move this weekend. Yeah, I'm in your house. That's correct. Without a chair. <laughs> so I'm doing the best I can. You're, you're, you're thriving and surviving, huh, Grump? Yeah. We could get you a chair, but I'm not sure you want to be out there with, with the ladies over there and, and trying to do a podcast, Grump, out there. But No, I do not. We, as I about to say, we got you in a separated room. We've got you... We've got we got the brain, Grumpy. The brain trust is here together tonight to talk a little New York Islanders action. <laughs> all, all kidding aside, um, if you're new to this show, welcome. It's a twice a week All Islanders podcast. It takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel, there's a few things I ask of you. I ask that you subscribe on YouTube. I ask that you like the video if you enjoy the content. I ask that you like on Facebook and follow on Twitter so you don't make sure you don't miss out on any of our future Islanders coverage and Islanders action. Um, we also do have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It's a twice a week all sports podcast. Where we just talk anything and everything sports. We talk NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. Did I say that? Yeah, I think NHL. We talk, we talk college athletics, world football, which is soccer for, for those in North America. We talk anything and everything sports. It's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It can be found on in the link in the description below or and as a featured page on our YouTube channel. Um, it's by it's, it's a podcast with myself, the Grumpy Old Man, and that magnificent Sun X. There it is. And Sun X. <laughs> I could tell, Grumpy, you're, you're in an awkward position here laying on that bed. It's, it's yeah. a problem for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll try to make it. We'll try to make today a quick podcast for you, Grumpy. That, that's that's what we'll try to do. Okay, just just for you though, all right, Grumpy. Look just how my hair, like. my hair is even all messed up. I probably should wear a hat. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, there's not much up there, and whatever it is, is just like all not just good. It's just not good. What can I tell you? There it is, Grumpy. You work with what you've got. That's yeah. all you can do. Work with what all you've you can got. do. Is, all you can do is the best you can do. Terrible. Hey, amen. Terrible. Um, but today. We're going to take, you know, I was rifling through Grumpy. I was doing some prep work for the podcast. Now, I was not the reason we were late on today's show. Do you care to elaborate, Grumpy, why we were late today? Because TJ didn't have the podcast prepared on time as usual. Bullshit. Bullshit. You were sleeping. Grumpy was taking a little siesta, a midday a midday nap. Isn't that right? Shall, we, shall we look at the time that the uh, – Hold on. Seven? Okay, I'm sorry. 8.36 is when the uh, – the, the, the link was sent to me to join. 8.36. Grumpy, you were sleeping. I determined to wake you up. You said, wake me up in 15 to 20 minutes. Bullshit, you're sleeping. Don't lie, Grumpy. What's you were late for once. You caused us to be late. Just take it like a man, Grumpy. Take it like a man like I do all the time, okay? Anyway. 8.36. Today, I do want to talk a little bit about Islanders. Um, I tell you... Um, I guess it's that time period in the offseason where people are getting more and more optimistic about the, uh, you know, what can happen for the Islanders this season. They're getting more and more optimistic about signing guys like, oh, Gauthier, he's going to be on the third line. Oh, he might even play a little bit of first line action. 
again, we pick up a guy who's a, a bottom line guy and for another team, and we say, oh, maybe he's going to pan out and be a first liner for us, or maybe he's going to be on the second or the third line. He's going to be such a huge part of our team's success. I can't wait. I'm so excited. We'll talk about that. Um, there are still certain sects of the fan base who are uh, optimistic that we are going to beat out the Detroit Red Wings for a guy like Alex Dabrinkit. And I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. So we're going to talk about that. More and more people are, are trying to link, oh, it's between the Islanders and the Red Wings. And, you know, uh, people are getting optimistic about it. I think people are falling for the banana in the tailpipe as they do oh so many times before. We've done oh so many times before. The fan base is at least. And I want to take us down, Grumpy. You know, I know Bailey left, but you know, I, th I think we're going to miss Josh Bailey a little bit, Grump. I think we're going to miss Josh, don't you? Just a little bit, at least for the fun time we had talking about Josh Bailey in the past. You're going to miss no, Josh a little bit, right? No, no I'm not going to miss him at all. Not, not, at all. not even a little bit. I'm glad he's gone. I, For me, he's already been gone. He was gone halfway through last season when he was a healthy scratch. Oh boy! Do you remember this one, Crumpy? Yeah, passing out from right. Look at that. <laughs> I happen to have. Ugh. I feel like in the summertime, it's fun to relive some of the highlights every once in a while. Maybe a highlight of uh, during the season. One highlight each season during the show. So, Grumpy, I have. And Mike did a great job of clipping this. This is months ago. If you, Grumpy, look at the work here from from February, from February of 2022, Grumpy. I, I, looking back on the reactions of that is always a great one, Grumpy. You've got that. You have you have quite a reaction. I'll play this. It's, you know, just it's a good little throwback, Grumpy, and then we'll start talking Islanders. But you know, bewilderment. We'll I'd say bewilderment is the look I have on my face. Don't worry, you, you'll you'll do a little bit more than be bewildered. I'll tell you. And Nelson, Nelson has a wide open chance. Oh yes! Come on! Who oh, the fuck didn't shoot that? Oh. Is that Bailey? Bailey and Hayden one over whether they shoot the freaking puck. Fucking Bailey. Piece of shit. He had a net wide open. He didn't shoot. That's Bailey. That's Bailey. What in God's name is he doing? I'm sorry, man. That's 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 pathetic. That is pathetic. Vanacek is so far out of position, and he gets a wide open there by himself, and he doesn't shoot the freaking puck. Shoot! Ah! Shoot! Ah! It looks even worse on replay. Shoot the puck! Bailey. Bailey. Bailey, fucking Bailey. God, I, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Why is he not on a power play? He's a drain on. He's a drain on the Long Island Lighting Company. He sucks. God, I hate that Bailey. He's a piece of shit. Bailey, Bailey, what are you waiting for? An invitation to shoot the puck? Piece of crap. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what. I figured you'd get a good little kick out of that one, Grumpy. At least I did. When I was scrolling through, I was trying to pull something else up, and I ran across that today. I said, How? I said we can't not show that. I mean, I, we're going to miss moments like that, Grumpy. I'm going to miss that, Grumpy. I want to miss having your blood pressure go ahead and go. What, what, what? I don't know what a good blood pressure is, but I, I miss your blood pressure about doubling when you get pissed off at Bailey. Well, P.R. Engvall still on the team for seven years. Anders Lee still on the team. Are you just going to redirect your hatred towards different players now that Bailey's it's gone? Gonna be, it's going to be Angball because of people like Phil's facts who think that's just a uh, that's the one that puts us over the top. No, sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, that's a good I have one. a feeling. Here's the thing, and I don't hate Pierre Engball. I just I, I just don't think he's 
he's not more than what he is. And people who say that he is, they're just mistaken again. They're expecting a lot from a player who has little value and has done little in the past. It's kind of like what we're it's I feel like it's kind of what we're what we're building up, guys like Gauthier to do. Oh man, he's gonna crack the lineup. He's 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 gonna be a healthy scratch. There's no place for him to play. All the the whole lineup's already set for the beginning of next year. Maybe there's like two or three injuries he'll get to play. But you know, going back on Engval, it's not that he can't do anything. He's, you know, he's got good straight line speed. Um, he can carry the puck a little bit. He just can't shoot. He's allergic to any type of physical contact. Never going to have any children because, you know, you'd have to have some type of physical contact with someone else. And I think he's just allergic to it. So I don't think there's any children in his future. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, he just is what he is. And that's not to put him down. And it's really the contract, right? And that's how guys really get booed. If Josh Bailey was a guy who made seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you wouldn't be bagging on him as much. When you make five hundred, when you make five million dollars a year for however many years that he did, those guys are lightning rods because of their performance. Zach yeah. Parise, right? If Zach Parise was making eight million dollars a year, I'd be on him every single every single show. But he makes seven fifty or one point five, whatever it is. You know, he is what he is, and he doesn't get paid a whole lot. Yep. The guys who get paid big money and don't produce, those are the guys who get attacked. Anders Lee. Yeah. You've got more and more people like, oh, man, they're getting excited. you got people saying, oh, this team's got a 100-point floor. The lowest this team can have is 100 points next year. Okay. We had 93 points last year. And, you know, that was with everybody a year younger. Same team. Same exact team. There are no new players on this team. Not a one. No new players on this team. This is the same team that ended the season. The same team that ended the season. This is it. No improvements. Are we taking a step back? I don't know. I, I don't know. Can we be a little bit better? Maybe. But you're going to have to tell me who we're going to beat out to make a playoff spot. I don't believe anyone who says, oh, Boston's not going to make playoffs. You know, Boston could lose another 15 games in regulation and still have 107 points. Well, Grumpy, you are missing one key factor. We do have returning players. Oh, we do have a new player we added. Everybody, we're penciling in. Gauthier, he's going to be a third liner out there on the ice for us, man. He's going to be. Who sits? So that's going to be what Parise oh, does. Clutterbuck, Clutterbuck and Martin aren't going to play this next year. Oh, that's what it's going to be. You want to bet? <laughs> yeah. You want to bet? Trust I guarantee me. they play. Oh, our team's getting younger because Clutter and Martin are going to find the bench, and we're going to play guys like Holmstrom and Gauthier instead, and our team's getting younger, guys. Woohoo! Fourth liners, though. You're talking about fourth liners. They don't make a difference. They don't. Uh I mean, I'm just trying to be objective. Fourth liners don't make a difference. They do, but it may it's very small if they do. We still don't have a first line left wing. Do not. Do not have one. I, those are just facts. We don't have a first line left wing. Now you may find this one uh <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> Hold on. That's Lou checked out. Lou that's not, that's not from this year. And Keeney sipping on Bellinis. 
in the south of France again after the Nashville trip, and he is checked the fuck out. He's done. He's done. Islanders are going to get relegated after this season. That's how bad they're going to be. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, here's the thing, you know, it's from Spit and Chicklets. You know, uh, they're never big fans of the Islanders. We don't play entertaining hockey. That being said, right? Uh, I they ain't lying, look- but they're not lying. You look from the team objectively. If you look from the team from the outside in, it's another year where we are just going to roll out the same exact lineup and the same roster that we had last season. Last year, our team was not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. I, I wasn't good close. Enough, barely good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, and here's the thing. Depending on where your team is and what the history has been in the past and how your team is composed, right? If you're a team full of a whole bunch of young players on entry-level contracts and your team has you know, an average age of 24, 25 years old and you barely squeak into the playoffs, that's a success. That's, that's something you celebrate because, great, a lot of these young players are going to continue to improve. When you have an average age, your forward group of 29 years old or, or almost 30 years old and you know, your defensive group is in their their mid to upper 20s and, you know, for the average age or maybe like mid 20s for the average age because Romanoff and Dobson drop that age significantly. And your goaltending and Bolduke. Well, I mean, just at the starters, right? Pelic, Pulak, Mayfield, Bolduke, Ajo is like, Ajo is in his mid to late 20s. He was an overager when we drafted him. But, you know, when you start to look at the roster and you say, oh, gotcha. Well, the average age on our, our of our forwards and the average age of our team in general is kind of up there. You know, you're not you don't you shouldn't get excited about barely squeaking into the postseason. I, I firmly believed, right? If you were gonna win, we talked about this. If you were gonna make a win, go all in for it. You have to be bold. You've got to go ahead and make drastic improvements to the team if you seriously want to go ahead and contend for a, a contend for a cup. Simple. We didn't. We didn't this offseason. We went ahead and said, let's trade away Josh Bailey for a second-round pick and then re-sign no, back. No, 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 no. Let's trade away Josh Bailey and a second-round pick to get him off the team. I'm sorry. That's correct. I, I missed it. Yes, let's trade away Josh Bailey and give up a second-round pick to get rid of him to free up you know, $5 million in cap space then so we can re-sign back every player that was an unrestricted or restricted free agent. What essentially we've done from our team that got beat, won two postseason games this year, we replaced Zach Parise with Gauthier. What is what's the bigger thing is what does it say about Simon Holmstrom? They can't they can't feel good about his development if they sign somebody else to play that spot. He's certainly not top six caliber player. That's correct. He's going to so be that- he's a career bottom six guy. But he, it tells me he's not even going to be—he's not even going to be a regular, right? If supposedly you sign Gauthier to play the third line spot, where is Simon Holmstrom going to play? Where is Oliver Wallstrom going to play? I, the oh. one thing—I I, don't—you know—you mentioned the age before. I don't have a problem with the age of the defense. I mean, hypothetically, Pulak and Pelik are in their prime. Um, I think they've taken steps back. Well documented, you know. You have Romanoff and Dobson are young, and um, you know Mayfield is, excuse me, thirty-one years old. So, you know that's not old. And then you have Boldu. I think Boldu should be the starter over Aho, and he's young. But the forward group is old. And the worst thing is, not only are they just older, 
They're not talented. The, the that's issue, the biggest thing. The reason, like the defense, we're in the mid twenties. The reason I said mid twenties, that's the prime of your career. I'd say the defense as a whole is in or in or near the prime of their career. You guys like Dobson, guys like Romanoff, guys like Bolduc should be improving every single year. Yeah. Guys like Pelik and Pulak should be producing and playing the best hockey they're ever going to play right now. 28, 29 years old. This should be the this should be the peak of their career is right around this age. And Mayfield, 30 or 31, wherever his age is, right? He's still playing at a really, a really high level. This is, should be the best your defense is playing or, or or continuing to ramp up the best our defense is playing. It's just unfortunate that the forward group is is lacking. And that's what's lacked every year under Lou Lamarillo as general manager. Every single year. And, you know, I still, and I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but man, wouldn't it be nice if instead of giving up all that draft draft capital for, for Bo Horvat, we could have done something similar, maybe even less for Alex Dabrinkit. Tell me Alex Dabrinkit's not a better fit for Matt Barzal than Bo Horvat is. Because um, they're going to get paid around the same amount, right? Bo Horvat and Dabrinkit are going to get paid around the same amount. Eight, eight and a half, maybe nine million on an eight-year contract. They're going to get paid around the same amount. Uh, yeah, I, I like, I everyone knows, I like Horvat better than TJ does. I wish there was a way to get both of them on the team, honestly. Then you'd have a good first. I think if you had Barzell with Debrinket and uh, and Horvat, I think that's a pretty good first line. That's best case scenario for us. If we didn't feel the need to sign back guys like Pierre Engvall, Simeon Varlamov for what we did, guys like Scott Mayfield for what we did, we would have had the cap space. Yeah, available in order to go ahead and trade for Debrinket. But we said our bottom pairing defenseman, Scott Mayfield. Oh, well, Scott Mayfield plays this one minutes. Scott Mayfield. Towards the end of that contract is a bottom line guy. He's on the bottom pair. The Brink hits a bo- he's a bona fide top line winger. Simple. That's the biggest stumbling block. block blah, 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 spit it out. Stumbling block in any trade for Alex DeBrinket is the fact that we don't have salary cap space for him. Yeah. And to think that Odd was just going to take on a bunch of contracts to help us out to move him, I just think that's just kind of folly to believe that, to be honest with you. All right, they said, well, Pajot would have to go back the other way. Then who else? Where's the other $3 million going to come from? Sure. Yep. We don't have it. And I guess Wallstrom would have to go back the other way. I mean, I, right? I mean, those are just givens, right? Wouldn't you think? A lot is going to have to go back the other way. Because Debrinkit, here's the thing. Debrinkit has the best portion and the best part of his career still ahead of him. The only reason they're moving a, a kid as talented as he is, I mean, like he's getting ready to enter the prime of his career. Not in it, but getting ready to enter it. The only reason they're moving a guy like that is because he's not willing to sign a long-term deal in Ottawa. If you had the cap space available, you'd be able to get a guy like that cheaper than what his actual value is because they have to move him. It's not like they're moving this because the demand is so high. They're moving him because he won't sign, and they say, we've got to sell him at least to get assets back in return. And, you know, Detroit is rumored to be the front runner. And Detroit has a lot more to offer, pieces that a team like Ottawa would want, honestly. They have cap space. It's not an issue bringing him in. They have young talent that could help fuel Ottawa even further. Ottawa doesn't need a bunch of older guys. They want young guys. I mean, they took took strides last year to get better, but they want still young players to fit onto that group. They're not looking for retreads like – what we have we our forward group 
most of what we have to trade has no value around the league. Seriously, Jean-Gabriel Pajot is the definition if he goes to Ottawa as a retread. Played for Ottawa in the past. They traded him away when his contract was expiring. He comes to the Islanders, signs a contract, and he's going to be just like you do with a big 18-wheeler. You retread the same exact tire that's been out there before. Literally a retread. That's what Jean-Gabriel Pajot is to the Ottawa Senators. The reason we're, we're having this conversation today is because there are some Islander fans who legitimately think that Alex Debrinkit is going to be coming our way. I don't think Ottawa is going to say, sign me up for a retread. Sign me up for Oliver Wallstrom, who is completely underperformed at this point of time in his career based off of his draft position. The injury last year did not help. He didn't play much power play time at all last year, which did not help. There is a possibility and potential for him to improve. Absolutely. But he has not shown that he is a spectacular player or a first-line guy just quite yet. There's opportunity with him, but there's still a big question mark over Wallstrom. And, you know, what else would the Islanders have to give up? We're going to have to, we're gonna have to free up additional cap space, and we're going to have to give up even more assets to do that. It just it does not make sense for the Islanders. And Islanders and the Ottawa Senators for the Alex Debrinkit are not viable trade partners. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with that. And let me, I mean, J.G. Pajot, people know. I like J.G. Pajot. I really do. Is he worth, at 30 years old, going to be 31 as soon as the season starts? Is he worth $5 million a year for the next three years based on his play the last two? I'd say no. And don't tell me that Ottawa doesn't realize that. I realize that he's played there before. I just don't know. And maybe they want a veteran presence like him, but he's nowhere near the player that he was five years ago when he was there. Not even close. Ottawa sold him at the high, highest point. A guy at the time period who was having a career season and a contract year. Sold him at the peak. We said, yeah, let's eat him up. We'll take him up. Just like I think we did with another player that we bought at at the career, at having career numbers and a contract season. I'll wait to see, though. I will wait to pass judgment. But we've done that before in the past, and I hope it's not the case with our newest addition at the last year's or last year's trade deadline. It's always a mistake trading for guys at their peak value. That's what we do. We trade guys at their lowest value and get limited return, and we trade for guys who are having career years in a contract season, and we overpay them. I'll Uh, even even go one step further. We trade guys at their lowest value where we have to give up pieces to get rid of them, (laughs) and we trade for players at their highest value where we've got to give up the maximum amount of pieces to trade for them. Honestly, you look at the contracts we signed this week. I mean, in essence, they're all unmovable. Maybe the only guy, maybe, maybe the only guy that you could move. I'm not including Sorokin. Maybe Engvall. Yes, I think think Engvall is a guy who, I've said this before, I think he's a high risk or a, a risk but a very high reward type player. I don't think he's a high reward. He is what he is, but I'm just saying for movability, he he's on a modified no trade from now. So the problem with, with his contract and the, the tough thing to move him, it's a seven-year deal. Casey Zekas, immovable. Who wants to bring another four years of Casey Zekas? We have four years left of Zekas. Four, let me just, I'll do a quick check, but... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, four years left to Casey Zizekas. Four years. Wow. And he's thirty. He's thirty-two now. Wow. And four years. It's like no, he's immovable. And here's the thing: Scott Mayfield, totally immovable. 
I agree Absolutely, with that. totally. Because the first four years of his deal, full no move clause, new no trade clause, none. And it's like, okay, then you have to, and then so what? You think at 34 years old, he's going to have value? That type of player, they don't age well. They absolutely don't age that well. And then you got Varlamov is totally immovable. You get two years, no move clause on him, no trade clause. And then two years of modified no trade. How many 37-year-old goalies who were backups making $2.75 million or above are movable? There aren't any. Unless they're superstars, they don't get done. And I've, oh. I've got I've got the cap pulled up here, Grumpy, just to show yeah. you here. So, like, you look at, like, down the road, right? Because that's the thing, too. Let's say next year, we, you know, we're in the same spot we are this year because we brought the same exact team back. Not, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that when you're putting out the same team that you had last year and that had a first-round exit with two postseason wins, that you might have a similar result this year if you don't change much up. The only possibilities to change or move around here at this point, Grumpy, well, you've got here Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin, who are UFAs at the end of this year. Who the hell is Carson Kuhlman? I guess he's just somebody that they were maybe recently signed. I don't know. And Sebastian Ajo. There are only three players <laughs> whose contracts are going to come off the book this next year. The good thing is the cap's going to open up a bit, but you're looking at seriously like roughly $3 million worth of cap space available from those those pieces moving off. You're not going to have cap space to make any splash in the summer next year either. No. Next year, right now, we have only just under $5 million in cap space next year. I mean, I, I don't know. Is that good enough? I don't think so. I mean, you know, things can happen, but do you trust Lamarillo to be the guy to get those things done? I don't. Sorry. I don't either. So yeah, that's 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 the question mark. That's that's the issue too. It's you know, you look at how the team is structured and you think to themselves, okay, we weren't good enough last year. What type of improvements did we make? Because that's that's what I want to ask the fan base. The fans who were optimistic as at this point. How did you feel after last season? Was last season's first round exit a success or failure? I think the the vast majority of people will say failure. Maybe there are people who say success. I don't consider last year a success. We've, I don't consider two years ago a success. Two postseason wins in the last two seasons is not a success. Yeah, we, we've done this exercise before, and surprisingly, a lot of fans think, hey, this is the glory years. This is it. This is Hey, it's been bad for a long time. This is a success. Making the playoffs is not a success. But and that's and that's why I want like making the playoffs. I don't consider that success. I consider that the requirement. When half of the league makes the postseason, you can just be average and make the postseason. That's kind of the expectation. The expectation is that you're at least average to above average. That's my expectation for my team. Bare minimum expectation. You make the postseason. With the way the team is currently structured, with the age and the contracts that we have, and how many years in a row we have not been making any draft selections. My expectation for them is higher. Consistently trading away first-round picks, second-round picks, my expectation is that we come away with some hardware. That's what my expectation is for the team. Haven't done that yet. So this year, going into the season, have we made improvements to this current roster based off of the end of last year? 
Have we made improvements? We made a whole bunch of improvements at the deadline, right? It, how did that result into us? How did that how did that result for us last year? A first round exit in the postseason, getting beat four games to two by the Carolina Hurricanes, who had banged up, banged up, missing top six players, missing their starting goalie for five of the six games. So yeah, you know, I, I'm not even going to go down the list of hey, you know, the advantages we had over there. Honestly, that's a that's a series we you'll probably kick yourself at because of how depleted that Carolina team was. Yep. You should have come away with a maybe. I think he should have come away with a victory in the series based off of how depleted their their team was that injury, but we didn't. No, but, you know, looking at looking at last year, we roll we're rolling back the because this is what we're doing. We're rolling back the same exact team we had at the end of year last year. Do you think and that it, team's good enough to win a Stanley Cup? Then we'll get a trade away a first round draft pick, and who knows what else to pick somebody else up next trade deadline. That's that's the that's the path we're on. Yep, and what leads us to believe that? We've done it the last four years in a row. Why yeah. would it stop? <laughs> the only time we didn't do it. I disagree. Anyone says we had a shot to beat Carolina, we were never beating Carolina. Never. Never freaking ever. Ever beating Carolina. No way. Yes. I don't care how many injuries they had. We're not beating Carolina. I'm just saying, if you were going to beat Carolina, our record has been hideous against them. The last 20 games, we've only won four times. The last 20 times, four wins. Four Four, I know we talked about this before, but four wins the last 20 times we've played Carolina. I, shit. I, <laughs> we don't beat we do not beat Carolina. I mean, I hate to beat the dead horse, but we don't beat any teams that are aggressive on the forecheck who have speed on the front end. Just don't beat them. Carolina's really, really improved. Carolina has improved this offseason. Absolutely. I think they've done a lot. <laughs> this is the first year I haven't been questioning what Carolina's done. Every year in the past, I always question, like, why the hell did Carolina do this? Why did they do A, B, and C? And every year they come out with an even better team somehow. Every year. The first year I have not questioned anything they've done. I'm like, this makes sense to me also. You know what Carolina doesn't do? They don't overpay for their veterans. They don't do that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, honestly – would you not say that Jordan Stahl, pretty good player, right? Would yeah, he's know? a shutdown, shutdown guy. A guy okay. who's a shutdown, bottom six guy, shutdown, Jordan Stahl. And previous year, he was making, what, $6 million a year? Yeah, and then he right. was he was still on that big contract he had signed years ago. Right, $6 million per, right? Well, you know what? They signed him back. Okay, they gave him four years, which is a little excessive, right? Yes, I, I, think. Think, I think it was a little long, but one year probably too long. $2.9 million for the captain of the team who is Mr. Do-Everything for that team. Yep. I mean, that's a team – okay, you know, what do I always say? I'm not signing guys in their 30s to long-term deals. That's my steadfast rule. When you're a team like Carolina who's this freaking close to maybe winning a Stanley Cup, that's the time you do something like that. But they didn't, they didn't give them a seven-year deal. They didn't give them – you know, four or five million dollars a year. He took over a 50% pay cut to stay there for four more years. That's what good teams do. You don't see them overpaying for term and length. You just don't see it. They never do it. I mean, they have some UFAs coming up this this offseason to the next offseason. Quite a few, actually. Let me ask you this. Oh, uh, really quickly to, to oh, sorry, finish up your thought because I have a comparison. 
All right, so they have. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna have some tough questions next year. Tara Vine is a UFA. Aho, uh, Jesper Fast once again. Uh, Stefan Nosen, and then you know Brady Shea and Brett Pesci are also, uh, as well as Jalen Chatfield. They're all unrestricted at the end of next year. Okay. So they're gonna have some. They're gonna have some tough decisions to make. Now they do have forty million, forty-one million dollars in cap space, though. I'm, so. I'm not- I'm not too interested talking in depth about the Carolina Hurricanes. The reason, and I think I'm just saying, reason, I'm, I'm just saying the model that they use is vastly different from the Islanders. I was about to compare this to a very applicable contract that the Islanders have. Jordan Stahl playing in a bottom six role. He's a Mr. Do It Everything. I'd say Casey Zizekas on our team is a Mr. Do It Everything, wouldn't you? He's nowhere near as good as Jordan Stahl. Exactly. Casey Zizekas still has four years left on his contract, just like Jordan Stahl does. He only makes $400,000 less than Jordan Stahl does a year. Would you rather take Jordan Stahl? Would you rather, like you talk about how business is done, who does better business? Would you rather have Jordan Stahl for four years at $2.9 million or Casey Zizekas for the next four years at $2.5 million? That's what I mean. How you do good business and how you conduct good business means good contracts. I cannot believe, you look back on that contract for Zizekas, you're like, $2.5 million a year? We signed a guy to a six-year contract who's a fourth liner for $2.5 million a year? Yeah. Jordan Stahl signed a contract. The cap's about to be going up. This It went up this year. It's going to be exponentially increasing over the next few years. Signs a contract four years at $2.9 million. I'd say his impact on the ice is significantly more than Casey Zizekas's. I don't know. It's just I, I like what Carolina's done. I like what the Rangers have done. For the Islanders... You know, we we re-signed back the same guys, but I think we needed to do more. I think if you were going to compete seriously for a cup, you need to do more than just literally taking the same team you had at the end of last season and saying, let me photocopy this minus Zach Parise. That's all they did. Same exact team. And now we have a healthy Oliver Wallstrom who was spotty at best when he was playing in healthy earlier this year. We literally carbon copied the same team and said, let's try this again. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see us even making playoffs next year. I just don't. Anyone who says, oh yeah, this is definitely a playoff team. We're going to get to, no, no. You'll have to explain to me why. Why a team that had 93 points and just squeaked into the playoffs where you think that all of a sudden they're going to be better with the same exact roster and no no tweaks. Well, Not- after we made those trades at the deadline and had a Bo Horvat and, and Pierre Engvall, we went ahead and we're on a 109-point pace or 120 point. I can't even remember what the hell that was. 107-point pace over a 30-game sample size. It That doesn't matter. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It's selective. It's so, how can I select statistics in order to make it look more rosy for my thought? Everybody wants a team to win. Everybody wants a Stanley Cup. I, I'm. We're, there's no use in manipulating statistics over a short 30 game sample size and saying that's what to expect. This is why I think Engvall, right? I think he has the potential to be a high reward guy if he plays like he did in, okay. in the last few games of the Islanders on that second line, and he plays up to that level. I think he outperforms his contract. It's a possibility of that. But you, there's also a possibility that he plays like the Pierre Engvall that played in Toronto for, I don't know, the last four or five years before just joining the Islanders and getting a new little a little bit of a fresh life. So there's a, he's, a, he's a guy I think who's got a potential for a high reward, but he also has some risk associated with him. 
okay, how many points do you real, realistically think that Pierre Engvall is going to put up? 35 to 40 points a year max. Half a point. I, the best case scenario I see him is a half a point a game, a half a point a game guy. How is that a difference maker? He's not. Okay. I so I mean, I don't what's what's the high reward? He'll be playing on the second you, line. If you get a guy who consistently puts up half a point a game and you're paying him three and a half million dollars over seven years. If he's doing that for five or those seven years, I don't think that's bad. I think you could do worse with three and a half million. You have a lot worse contracts out there. I think three and a half million for 40 points a year, I'll be happy. He's three million a year. Oh, three million, even better. Three million for 40 points a year. I'll take that every day of the week. I just don't see that as upside. That's just, it's just, you should get more than 40 points a year of a second line player. I don't, here's, I don't think he should be a second line player. I don't. What do you think he's going to play on this team? I'm hoping third line. They're going to put him out in the second line, though, because here's the thing. If they put him on the second line, that means Paul Mary, right? Is Paul Mary going to be playing the third line? Probably not, which means that Oliver Wallstrom starts out the year on the third line. Yeah. Oliver Wallstrom, we've talked about it last podcast. Oliver Wallstrom's not a guy who has a skill set built for a bottom six guy. Just doesn't. Pierre Engvall could play play either wing. So, I mean, but you have to look at the wingers, right? Barzal, Lee, Palmieri, and uh, winger X for the first line is going to be Wallstrom. What about Pierre Ingval on the first line? I don't see where he fits at all there. You have two like guys on the same line, Barzal and Engval. Okay. What does that do for Brock Nelson's produ- production if you're shackling him with Anders Lee? Uh, or you put Anders Lee on third line? I don't know. What was it at the end of the year? You saw it. Anders Lee played a little bit of third line, also played top six. But you're right. Where is where is Lee going to play, right? Are they going to stick him back in the top six? Because here's, here's the truth. If they stick Lee in the top six, right, they're still going to have Barzal's going to play the right wing, right? If he's going to play on the top line, let's say. Barzal's going to play on the right side. Horvat will play center. Anders Lee will s- slap his ass on the left wing. That's what's going to happen. And then you think about the second line, right? Last year was Engvall, Nelson, and Palmieri. If Lee plays on the first line, Oliver Wallstrom will be playing on the third line come opening night. You're going to have a guy who, again, got injured last year, albeit, but a young guy who has potential. I still think Wallstrom has potential. Don't count him out yet, just due to injury. Only had one out of his 15 points in 30 games last year. Only one of them was on the power play because they would not let him play on the power play for whatever reason. Couldn't tell you. But it just means if Lee plays on the first line, Wallstrom probably starts the season on the third line. That's the one spot where Wallstrom needs to play is in that Ovechkin spot on, on the, the power, play. power play unit, period. That's where he needs to be. And they don't utilize him there. I don't know why, but they don't. He's probably – he's got the best shot on the team, right? Who's got a better shot than he does on this team? Well, boy, or that grumpy, of course. Yeah, well, whatever. We're going to find out. I mean, I just – for me, I'm just – I want them to do something to improve the team. They haven't. Yes. And that's where no I think. One say, no one can say we have improved the team since last we met. No one can say that team is not improved. Yep. Same players coming back. Same exact players. That's the unfortunate part. It is. Um, but we're going to go ahead and jump into our ad read here today. And we're going to start jumping in some comments. Um, 
Uh, but uh, ladies and gents, today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN and bet $5 and score 150 in bonus bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpm.org. Um, in New York, call 8778 hope Penny, a.k.a. Hope-NY, or text Hope-NY. Um, in Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the uh, Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Um, all gamble or all games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. Um, and Connecticut, um, help is available if you have a gambling problem at 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. You must be 21 years or older um, in most eligible states, but uh, age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance per eligible game. Opt-in is required, a maximum of $50 bet. 10-plus leg is required for 100% boost. Eligibility, ragering, and deposit restrictions apply. Um, terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Impressive ad read, TJ. Man, I hate that they make us read all that gobbledygook at the bottom. <laughs> Um, but yes, Grumpy. Hold, hold on. Uh oh. I hope I haven't been messing this up. You know, we'll figure it out. Oh God. Oh, Grumpy. Um. Oh, never mind. We're Gucci. We're good. We're good. We're good. I thought I was given the wrong promo code, but yes, it's T H P N. Perfect. Um. Let's start looking in here. Drew says here. Welcome to the eight thirty podcast. That's the main yeah. thing for that today. Also, TJ, I wound up providing some content for tonight's episode. I sent you from Spin and Chicklets. Thank you, Drew. I showed that earlier. I, was, I love that. I love that you sent that to me. And like the perception around the league is every year the Islanders do absolutely nothing in the offseason. Can you no tell one me wants to go lot? there? No one wants to go there unless it's a Stockholm uh, you know, syndrome situation. No one goes there willingly. I just I laugh at the Gauthier thing where I mean, he signed for vet minimum. You're expecting what from a guy on a vet minimum deal a week after free agency started? Really? Okay. Maybe it'll work out. Yeah, anything could happen, but what's the probability of what happens? These are the same guys who have been celebrating. Hey, Jan Kovar! Woohoo! We got Jan Kovar coming here, guys. He's going to make a difference. Anatoly Golashev. Uh oh. He's going to be sneaky. He's going to be a sneaky third-line guy for us. Maybe he'll be putting up 40 points. You know, they're the same guys who get celebrated over absolutely nothing. Shushnikov, man, he's a secret. Lamarillo stolen back from the KHL. This is a secret signing for us. It's the same shit over and over again. I'm just I'm like, for me as a fan, and I think a lot of fans too are like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I remember. Oh, wait a second. It's, it's almost like there's so many of these type of players to where that you don't expect it. Most fans and most individuals in the NHL don't expect anything from them, which is the reason why they were signed for next to nothing and why they're not signed immediately is because the value of the player is so low. Most fans do not expect high, high, you know, high results from them, but there's certain portions of the fan base who get all excited and won't stop trumpeting how great he's going to be. 
I mean, you know, for all the, you know, hey, he was fantastic. It was a Chris Lamarillo find. It was the, you know, he was beating the bushes for this guy. Hudson Fashing, right? I was we, like, we like Hudson Fashing, right? Great. I love Hudson Fashing. 19 points in 49 games. It's like, okay, you're not going to find Mario Lemieux on the waiver wire. You're going to find guys like Hudson Fashing. What should he be? A bottom six guy. Fourth liner, third liner tops, right? That's, that's is, what you're expecting from him. This may be one of those oh, uh, trolls from Phil. Barzal, Horvat, and Gauthier line is absolutely is going to absolutely slap. Now, here's the thing. I, I hope there's some sarcasm behind it. We love Phil. But just to show you, Phil had to dig this out of the archives from two years ago. <laughs> Two years ago, I thought this is great here. And now look at the finish. It's nice. You're not going to find much on Gauthier because guess what? There's not much on him because he doesn't play but like eight minutes a night. He plays a bottom line role. So you're not going to see much on him. Garoppolo lost it. Nice pass from Panarin. Here's Gauthier driving to the net. He scores! This team is moving the puck on their toes. You know, he's got good wheels. He could skate a bit, which is good to see. Well, he caught – okay, it's, first of all, it's the Flyers and gotcha spares the defenseman. Come on. Might as well put me on defense. <laughs> Look at him here. Boop. It was good. I like the speed, too. I like the speed. This is another one of these guys. Like, here's he the caught, thing. Okay, he catches Gauthier flat-footed. Catches Gossa spare flat-footed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, it's What's like it? it's like think about like we love how much we love Hudson or uh, Hudson Fashing, and I love him. I that's it's the it Hudson Fashings are the reason why you should never sign fourth line players to anything above a vet minimum contract because you can find a Hudson Fashing for free. You don't have to say, oh, we need to lock in Matt Martin at one point five million. Oh, we need to lock in Cal Clutterbuck at two plus million. We need to lock in Zizekas at two point five. You could find guys just like Hudson Fashing, just like Gauthier, if he pans out for free, essentially. Vet minimum. They don't cash in on a lot of their opportunities because for every opportunity you see like this, he probably misses about 10 of those. So, but you know, it's it's nice to see at least, hey, the guy has some speed, he's got some wheels. Maybe he could he can exploit teams that are ca caught flat footed, perhaps. Whose spot does he take? Is he the guy who takes Parise's spot? Wouldn't you rather have Parise? I'd rather have Parise than him, but here's the thing. I think they're saying that in these scenarios, everybody who thinks that Gauthier is going to play, oh, Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin are done. They're never going to play any more games. They're going to be healthy scratches. They just I haven't paid attention. Those people haven't paid attention to what's happened under Trotz and, 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 and Lane Lambert as head coach. They always utilize the fourth line. They're, they're kind of attached to it. Best fourth line in all of hockey, Grumpy. Whatever. That's and 10 years ago. Off more. That's 10 years ago. I mean, Don Cherry's been out of a job for how many years? I mean, 10 years ago he said that. Yeah. 15 years ago. Who knows? Forever. Rick Roma, Grumpy, says, Grumpy, man, one thing on Wheeler. Um, how come we only got one year 800K when lesser players are getting more? Total red flag. It's known he's a cancer. Um, so is 50 points really worth it? I hate this player. Let's talk about that because you get a lot of the cancer thing around him. He's not a good locker room guy. You hear a lot of that type of stuff. He's played on one team his whole career. 
Or did, what was it? I think oh, maybe one team, the Winnipeg Jets. He was the first pick of the Winnipeg Jets, and that's the only team he's ever played for. Or maybe Shifley was the first pick of the Jets. I don't remember. Wheeler's only played on one team his entire career, which is the Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Right. So was he? Was it? Or, or did he go for somebody? Or did he play Boston first? No, 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 no. He played Winnipeg Jets. Only team he played for, Blake Wheeler. I mean, tough to say he's a cancer. He was the team captain for a while, was he not? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you oh, hear these maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Boston. I'm sorry. You're right. Boston back okay. in 2008, nine. Okay. I'm wrong. Okay, Cause that. I remember that he went way higher than they projected him to go. He's been a good player his whole career. Yeah. They went fifth overall. Holy shit. That's right. Shifley was the first pick. I'm sorry. Now, Here's the thing, right? Taylor, Tyler Sagan. He was a cancer when he was in Boston. He goes to Dallas. You don't hear boo about him. Phil Kessel was a cancer when he was in Boston. All of a sudden he goes to Pittsburgh, he wins Stanley Cup. You've never heard him be a cancer anywhere else, but Boston. Maybe it's a Boston thing. Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton was a cancer when he was in Boston. He goes somewhere else, and all of a sudden, you don't hear those things about him anymore. So maybe it's a Boston thing. You ever think that? Maybe it's a Boston thing. People are saying Patrick Laine apparently had issues, that he was hazed or whatever. Hey, Hey, kid, welcome to being a professional athlete. Do you think football players, when they're forced to carry off all the pads when they're rookies, are oh, being hazed? That just kind of comes with professional sports. Hate to say it, but it does. But um, I think he also had the issues in Winnipeg. But you're right. That I'm Grumpy, it's a good point. At least in Boston. Look at how many of those guys in Boston. Just You're able to whip. Think about that. Four names at the snap of a finger. All these guys who were supposed locker room cancers in Boston. That actually have never had any issues outside of Boston and played much better when they left Boston. Maybe Boston doesn't know how to handle those players when they're young. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying, and those are just four that I think of just right. Just guys who everyone says is a cancer. Not you doing any me, research or any digging into this is just right on the spot. Four players, top end players that have been listed as locker room cancers that were ex Boston players that magically, when they go elsewhere, their their cancerous issues get fixed and solved. Isn't that fun? That's a good point, Grump. I like that. I mean, and that's just on a comment that we just got. And like I said, if I, I'm sure if I did more digging, you'd probably find even more. I just, uh, I mean. Wouldn't Blake Wheeler help this team? He's 36 years old. Maybe when he was having, he was younger when he was having, even if he had issues, I don't even know. You hear that all of a sudden. Now you hear that. Why? Because he was moved. They didn't move him any other year. All these other years, he was part of the solution. All of a sudden, now he's the problem because they move him. He signed for freaking peanuts. Peanuts. And tell me you wouldn't take, let's do the shoe on the other foot test. If Blake Wheeler came to this team and was playing on the first line with Barzell and Horvat, everyone on this website was saying, that's a great deal. Everyone would be saying it. I'd be saying it. He goes to the Rangers. Oh, he's trouble. He's this, he's that. I think that's an upgrade for them. Over Tarasenko, I don't think Tarasenko was that great. Patrick Kane, what, five or six games, maybe 10 he played well for the Rangers. I think he's an upgrade from what they had last year for 800000 And here's the thing. Maybe he's not as good. Maybe he's not a 55, 60-point-a-game scorer, even though he was last year. I think he's going to score for the Rangers. He's going to be a setup guy. Yep. I don't – 
don't you need to kind of take flyers on guys like that if you don't have a whole lot of salary cap space? They get Blake Wheelers. We get Gauthier's. I mean, doesn't that tell you all about our team and everybody else in the league? So a lot of people, I'm looking back through this Reddit post. Now, here's the thing. Anybody who's going to call him a cancer, we do not watch the Winnipeg Jets. Do not. And here, reading through these posts, you see what Winnipeg fans talk about. It just seems like the entire locker room had issues. It just It's the reason why Winnipeg has failed with an immense amount of talent year after year after year. They talk about the, the issue that Line A had. Oh, you know, and, and, and apparently Wheeler put pressure on players, made them grip their sticks too tight. People hate it here. People want out. The locker room's toxic. They talk about, you know, all these contract issues. They talk about, oh, Morrissey had an issue here. And, you know, a lot of people talk, oh, you see some of these. Well, hey, Shifley doesn't like to share his blue gator with anybody else and gets upset if if anybody else drinks out of his blue Gatorade and shit like that. It's like, uh, dude, you know what it sounds like? Grow up. Get, get a get a fucking life. <laughs> because guess what? Little little bit of squabbles happen between humans. If you're working with a co-worker, you're going to get upset. Oh, man, he took that last bag of chips and I fucking wanted that. Or it's dumb shit that happens. I don't think there's any deep-seated issues like cancerous in the locker room. But, yeah, grow up. Uh, you know, don't read into shit too much. How? When, where did Patrick Line, where was he most productive in his career? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Again, uh, occasionally you need the asshole in the room that might make you a little upset, but helps you be become a better player and helps you perform. Sometimes you need the asshole in the room just because the asshole happens to rub the shoulder a little bit and make you feel a little uncomfortable and increases production. But maybe, oh, I'm a big fan of him outside the room. And again, we don't know. Josh Morrissey, where did he play his best hockey? Winnipeg. Didn't exist pretty much anywhere else. I mean, I, you know. <laughs> You're seeing complaints from all these players who have been completely unproductive outside of Winnipeg. You're seeing complaints. Everyone, everyone on, who listens to that, I can't tell you how many times we don't want line A. You know, he's this, he's that. He can't do it. He's, you know, whatever, soft. He, you know, he doesn't do this well. He doesn't do that well. All I know is he produced in Winnipeg. Absolutely did. He goes to Columbus, not so much. Oh, Columbus is in talent. And once again, Here's, the, you know, being 100% transparent. You know, I don't watch a whole lot of Winnipeg games. Don't. I'll one up that and say I don't watch any Winnipeg games unless they're playing the Islanders. <laughs> but the whole thing is to say that all of a sudden, now Shifley, you're trying to tell me you wouldn't take Mark Shifley on this team? Oh, yeah, I'd take him. See, that's what I mean. And here's the thing. If you got Mark Shifley at a discount, you wouldn't be saying now oh, he's a locker room cancer or he has all these things because you know what? Talent trumps all. Talent trumps all. Nobody was saying that about Mark Wheeler. Oh, he needs to go. Blake, Blake Wheeler, yeah. Blake Wheeler, I'm sorry. Who are the guys who there? Who's the guy in recent years? Who who's the guys on the block looking ready to go? Nikolai Ehlers, yep. Line A. It was never Blake Wheeler. Never. He was captain of the team. The captain of the team is your problem. Maybe we got a guy like that on our team. Wow, oh, grumpy. Drew sent us another one. He says, Lou, after the Islanders have, a, have had a shit season and has to do another interview with Shannon Hogan. I am back. What it do, baby? Jesus I Christ. <laughs> he comes back for the second period. Here I am again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's a good one. Um, and uh, Rick Roma says here, the brink hit trade. Um, 
uh, has been worked out with Detroit, but Steve UI doesn't want to pay him or give him eight years. So the trade has been on hold uh, while they negotiate. Lou went to bed at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. tonight. Even Joe Biden stays up till 7.30 on a Saturday. Oh, Lou is going to bed early. I do think it's it's a foregone conclusion that he's headed to Detroit. I think it makes most sense for them. You look at what happened with Jakob Verana and the failed attempt they had with him. They're looking for that that high-end wing replacement that they think Alex Dabrinkit is, and he's going to Detroit. Um, Drew L. says here, one tweet about Engvall's contract had some Devil fans actually giving a logical take on how Lou destroyed the Islanders. All I'm saying is Brandon Gaines is not happy with it. Oh, gosh. Send me the tweet. We'll look at it to see. I want to see what it, what it looks like. Rick Rock says here, TJ Grumpy, good evening, gentlemen. Nothing happened with big names for us. One week into this debacle, and we're just pop nuggets. Poop, in, poop, poop nuggets, nuggets. Sorry. Poop nuggets into Brinkett's litter box. The same old story every year with free agents. We don't sign anyone. The Hanzo Main says here, um, I want this podcast to blow up, man. Grumpy's takes are almost exactly what I think when I watch almost all of the games each season. Thank you so much, Hanzo Main. We appreciate that. Thank you. Um, here you go, Grumpy. Hold on. Here you go, Grumpy. And they, <laughs> I got Grumpy. I made some new additions to the soundboard that I think you'll be happy with. Uh, Drew L said, TJ's been so late today. I thought my YouTube app was bugging out. Nope. TJ was just 10 minutes later. Oh, man. The 840 podcast has a ring to it, says Andrew. And this is all your fault, Grumpy. This is your fault today. You didn't even send the, the link till 836. I waited because you, you were didn't sell the link till 836. And I even I even went on like, are you sending the link or what? And you're like, oh, you I sent, sent it twice to your ass. But you you're old, you're, Grumpy, Grumpy's old ass probably deleted the first email I sent him. Your failure is not my problem. Oh, bullshit. What's up, Scott? How are you? State of Survival says, why are you constantly late, TJ? Not a few times. Not most of the times. It's all the time. Get it right for once, TJ. Well, if you remember, TJ's New Year's resolution was to be on time for this podcast. I swear it's, to God. I'm going to get the warden. I'm going to get the warden here to back me up that your ass was asleep. I'm going to get the warden in here. It lasted for about four and a half months. Then he slipped back into TJ time. I'm going to get the award in here, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the plate video. I'll do a two-for-one special, right? We're going to show the award. She's already told you better not play that plate video. Uh, good, good. Says, Grumpy, did you compose the conduct, um, or did you, did, you comp- did you compose and conduct the anticipation building symphonic music that serves as this show's intro? I did not. It was something free. That's why we used it. Yep, and it does not get it does not get anything struck down, so we use it their way. Um, Islanders Puck Hockey. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, he says, good evening, all. Um, I hope you're doing well. Um, if you've seen the Debrinkit reports, why do you think Yeiserman isn't willing to budge at all? Quite odd that it's taking so long. That was the issue that Debrinkit's uh, agent found out, that teams – don't value him as highly as he thought that they sh- that he should be valued. That's the issue. It's not about that compensation going to Ottawa. He thinks he should get so such and such money, and other teams are saying no, particularly for this year. Why? Because teams, a lot of teams, don't have the cap space. Maybe Eiserman says, "I don't think he's worth an eight and eight contract." I think he's exactly what they need. 
they're wasting money on all these ham and eggers like the David Perrons and, uh, you know, the Jack Wagon Joneses. Guys who are just Wagon Joneses, Grumpy. That's a first for the show. Whatever. You know, guys who are just guys giving them too much term and too much money. When go out, target a, a supreme, a really highly talented player and give him the money, a younger player. Let me one up you. Maybe Detroit looks at it and says, we're one of the few teams that have the available cap space because there's not many suitors. Maybe the value is of a guy like this, but we can go ahead and lowball the agent. We can go ahead and lowball the player because there's not that much money on the market available. But the whole thing is that should get them the deal done because they're one of the teams that could absorb his cap hit, right? That it's going to be. So it, they should get a bargain from Ottawa, in essence. Um, but you can't lowball the player. Not if you want to be happy. You're not going to trade for a guy and then lowball him and expect him to be happy. You want to get off on the wrong foot with a player, do something like that. Give him what he's worth. I don't know how much they're offering. I don't know. Now, if it's the eight years is a problem, I don't. I think they should just go for the eight years. I don't know what the dollar amount is. Grumpy, I do have – holy shit, this is breaking news, Grumpy. Breaking news. Breaking news. Lou Lamarillo, and this is from Isles Puckock. He says, Lou Lamarillo and Alex Brink get spotted together at JFK Terminal number five. Expect a trade for the Islanders to be announced soon. Look at this, Grump. Look at this picture, Grumpy. Wow. They met at JFK, Grump. I think it's a done deal. Islanders, Lou Lamarillo is going to get it done. Debrinkit is going to be an Islander. You've heard it here first or second after Isles Pockhockey tweeted it. So that's big an news, old Grumpy. picture. That's an old picture of Lou Lamarillo. No, this is a current picture. Look how big he looks, too. He's much, Debrinkit's a lot smaller than what I originally thought, Grump. Well, he's not a tall guy, but you know, you wouldn't think he'd be walking around the middle of summer in a hockey jersey. I'm just I was, saying. I was about to say, I like how Lou is even in the airport. He's still got a suit and tie on. So thank you so much, Lou. I'm happy he's dressed like a professional. And for a guy who wants to be on the way out from Ottawa, he really does wear that Ottawa jersey around a lot. Maybe these, I don't know, Grumpy. This is an odd one. A little confusing. A little confusing. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, got a comment here from Freedom Fund Adventure. says, Grumpy, how are you doing tonight? Is TJ being horrible to you? Five-star review. Thank you so much for the five-star review. Um, no, nah, he's not been too bad since we've been here. Ah, what can I say? I do my best. Milo Brownie said, I just read that Snow is now a free agent and wants a general manager position. Yikes. I did read that too. And it's funny. You see someone like Chris Botto is out there kind of fighting for him, saying, hey, he deserves a chance and an opportunity. And some 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 writers were talking about it. I think even Arthur Staple was mentioning that. He, he's finally out of contract. Yes. So now he's – because really you haven't heard anything from him. And it was because that was part of the agreement that he got paid. Charles Wong took care of him. Uh, yep. when he sold the team after, you know, good for Charles Wong. Um, I, and he says he does want a GM spot. He's had some feelers, uh, but nothing concrete. Uh, I hope he, you know, I, I don't wish any Ill, Ill will for Garth snow. And they'd said, do you feel like, uh, the way the sound of the team has been built and had the success to, to go into the Eastern conference finals, that a lot of that was due to you. And he said, yes, he feels proud about that. It's certainly not a team that Lamarillo put together that got him as far as they got them a number of years ago. But, you know, good for him. I mean, it wasn't uh, the the article I read on him was not it wasn't earth shattering. He just hopes to get another job. And I hope he does. I don't think it'll be as a GM. I but you never, know, you never I'll say one thing about Garshno. You don't know what he can do with an owner who's not afraid to spend some money. Exactly. Exactly. I was about to mention the same exact thing. Who knows 
what Gar Snow could do in a situation to where he has cap space available to him. He's shown before the trades he makes or deals he usually wins. He's shown before that, hey, we want to take a stab to be a team that's successful. We're going to make the trade for Thomas Vanek. Albeit it was a dumb one in retrospect. But he's made bold moves before in the past. He wins a lot of the trades he makes. He's a guy where you look at his drafts. Sometimes they drafted the wrong player, Michael Del Cole, Griffin Reinhardt. But sometimes the trades he made was <laughs> were that great in order to bail him out from a poor draft pick. So the guy is savvy, right? He may not be uh, active enough for some people, but he's savvy. He doesn't. You're not a guy where it's like, holy shit, why did we just do this stupid move? The the, the smart moves he made far outweigh the dumb moves. His trades, I want to say he won what? Eight. Seven out of, seven out of eighty. Okay, I was going to say seventy five. Seventy eighty percent of clear trades. clear wins. The Barzell trade, clear win. Boy yeah. Chuck, Letty, those are clear, clear wins on the signings. Yes, it was often he wouldn't make deals unless he killed. The other guy, the guy we have, and here's the thing: you know what, Milbury, the same thing. Milbury had no money to operate. Milbury, when he they finally said, "Okay, this year we want to make the playoffs," and I'm not saying they were great deals. Yashin and Pekka come in the same the same year. The Islanders make the playoffs, right? Because okay, we took the financial restraints off. And all of a sudden, you know, hey, he's able to make moves. Do you think Lamarillo? I, I just don't think Lamarillo is capable of that anymore. I'm just just anymore. I'm not saying he never was, but anymore. I just think at his age, games passing by. Nothing wrong with that. Happens to everybody. I, you know, I'm just like I said. It's interesting to see. Like Milbury's never getting another job as yes. an NHL GM, um, but maybe Gar Snow gets a second chance. He's only 54, I think. Not like he's old. He's a guy where we talk about sometimes how players can be in the wrong situation. And you don't really ever get to know what they have. And sometimes, you know, they waste their career away because they're never were given an opportunity. I wonder if a guy like, like Gar Snow could be, I'm not saying he's a dynamite general manager, but could be a serviceable one. And because of his time and the restraints that he had on the Islanders that he'll never get that second opportunity because of how long he was there. You know? Yeah. I always wonder about that. Um, Rick Roma said, TJ is late on purpose. He likes to torture the peasants in the chat. Ooh, that's bold. That's taking it one step further. Oh, man, I'm with you there. Oh, gosh. Hey, boys, long time no see. What's up, Doug R? How are you, man? Eve L says here, what about the remaining unrestricted free agents? Anything interesting? No. We don't have any money. We have $340,000. We still got to sign, you know, uh, ostensibly Oliver Wallstrom, right? Or, or is that that's going to be something that we won't hear about until just before <laughs> preseason starts? I agree with you there. That's going to be when we hear about the last moment possible. We, we won't hear anything about that for a while. Yep. Yeah. We will not be hearing about that. Um, yeah. Because you're going to have to move somebody off the roster. Rick, Rick Roma said, TJ sold all those DVDs. Well, there used to be books behind me, but uh, yes, we've got a whole bunch of work that's going on in the house, and that's what, uh, yes, ostensibly has put us behind schedule, helped put us behind schedule today. Uh, Brian McKenzie says here, hello, saying hi from Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada. Let's go Islanders. What's up, Brian? Let's go Islanders, man. Let's go Lethbridge. Uh, JP said, good evening, fellas. I'm at Rockville Center. Grucci fireworks tonight. Um, hope all is well. Hope you're doing well too, JP. Stop. Thanks for stopping by. 
Jason Cameron. He says, Grumpy. Hey, Jason. Uh, the Gruchis are at Long Island Fireworks family. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Is Grumpy getting an epidural? Grumpy, are you getting an epidural? No. Okay. I'm not. I don't have a chair. So I'm I'm doing the best I can here. Drew L. Grumpy. Uh, Grumpy, I know you're not in your usual setup. Are you in house arrest or possibly getting a secret massage from Deshaun Watson? <laughs> wow. Uh, no, remember, Deshaun is the one getting the massages, not giving them. Maybe he's switching up the role. Maybe he's getting them now, Grumpy. I don't know. That head is shining. I don't know if he's talking about mine or yours, Grumpy. Because no, I he's talking about mine. It, it, it's definitely a, there's definitely a glisten to it. <laughs> Drew L. Says, I mean, okay, we have. I got lights on the left and the right, and right on the top. Yeah, it's not going to look this bad often. Let's just say that. <laughs> I should have put some Mister Scuffy up there to scuff it up a little bit. <laughs> Mister Scuffy, Jesus Christ, here. Wahoo uh, McDaniel. Old time wrestler used to use Mr. Scuffy. What it is, it's just kind of spray on hair that attaches to your hair follicles and just kind of fills it in. Yikes. Um, Drew Hell says TJ is probably moving houses again. His bookshelves are getting empty. No, we're not moving anywhere. Uh-uh. Um, you're under house arrest. There it is, Grumpy. Brian J says, looking like Grump is making a Kim K porno. <laughs> Grumpy, damn. Keep that, keep that in your pants, Grumpy. We got guests at the house today. Scott L says, Grumpy looks like it looks like he can't get comfortable. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> I, I, it's a struggle. Admittedly, it's a struggle. Oh, man, I love it. Freedom Fun Adventure, Grumpy. TJ, you can't afford a chair with your doctor wife so your saint of a father doesn't have to lay on his stomach for three hours. Are you going to make him sleep outside tonight? No. And the warden is here, actually. But, you know, TJ's got a couple little cats, so we have to be leery because he says they hop up in the bed. And, I mean, they are itsy-bitsy little kittens, too. So, like, you know, we don't need you killing the cat by rolling over top of the cat. So we're just I like, never said that. That was that was a lovely page you said that, Grumpy. Well, his, by extension, we are very, very leery about the little animals. So, Oh, God. Doug, Doug says, looks like Grumpy is laying down just the way he may be in the afterlife so that people visit him, they can kiss his ass. I like that, Doug. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's a good one. Coon Coon Grumpy. Can we get a tight five minutes of both TJ and Grumpy in the same room sharing the same mic? No. No. We've done that before, Goon Goon. You know. we, I think we have done that before. Yeah. I think we have done that before. Isles Puck Hockey or Isles Puck Life, Grumpy. For reference about my previous comment, apparently Eisman doesn't want to pay the uh, it. Larkin money, 8.7, nor does he want to give him eight years. Now, here's the thing. I thought he overpaid for Larkin. I, I really – I Dylan Larkin is a good player. Is he 8.7 a year for eight years? I don't know. I, how much is the Brinkat off – how much does the Brinkat want? Does he want the same amount as Larkin? Larkin's the freaking captain of the team. I mean, would you think he's as valuable as Bo Horvat? I'd say no. And you can't even give him eight points. Oh, hold on. Let me backtrack this. I think the gets more valuable than the bat. As an overall player? Yes. I thought oh, you said okay. Larkin there at first. I think Larkin's a really talented guy. Yes, I definitely think the gets more valuable than the bat. Absolutely. Okay. I I don't know. I think that Horvat plays a better two-way game. Look at this by Drew. Look at this smart-ass comic grump. You know what's crazy? Now that I've gotten a full glimpse of Grumpy's hairline, he still has more hair than TJ. That's true. Jesus Christ. 
Um, Mikey D. Grumpy. I'm looking grump and wondering if that's what Lou looks like when he's watching the show at night. No, he's laying flat on his back. <sighs> Passed out. What's up, Carlos? He says, hey, now. Um, and, uh, oh, he's in the position for Kim K. God almighty. Robert Marshall says, we'd be putting up those billboards for Lou now. Oh, God. Oh. What do they say? Um, if you start as a, if you stay around long enough, you start as the hero and then you turn into the villain, right? Isn't that the Batman thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that, Grumpy. Um, he says, "Much love from Portugal." What's up? Much love here, Carlos. Scott L said, "With the Brinkett wanting to play um, for his hometown team uh, in the Wings, Lou will not have a plan B, C, or D. He never does after he loses out on the big free agent fish. The only plan that." Lou Lamarillo ever has is the plan F minus. That's Jesus his plan. Um, we're going to suck, period, says Brian Jennings. Um, Greg Prado, what's up, Greg? He says, Grumpy, be careful that you don't fall off the bed and break your tailbone. Interesting fact, the last time Grumpy did a podcast while atop uh, the bed at TJ's, I was a guest. That's right. That's right. That's the last Wait, really? Greg was a guest yeah. on that show. Yeah. Damn. Grumpy, we should need... Grumpy, are you... have you read Greg's book yet? I already told you I read the book. It's all read? I already told you that. You did not tell me this. This is new. Absolutely. You asked, you asked a week ago. <sighs> He's targeting Nylander, Grumpy. That's why. Okay. Let's say you are targeting Nylander. Do you have the money to sign Nylander? No. You don't because <laughs> you sign all these other guys. I have no problem giving free agents money, but when your team is just an average team, which is what we are, you don't sign average to long-term deals. You don't. What makes the team better? You either do it through the draft, you do it through trades, or free agency. Yeah. Are you going to get real trade value? I don't think Lamarillo has shown that he's capable of doing that. But a guy like William Nylander, or a guy like Alex DeBrinkett, or a guy like Johnny Gaudreau, those are guys that you know what you go the extra mile for because they make your team better. Existentially, uh, just so much better, right? Existentially better just by bringing them in. Think about what this team doesn't have guys who put the puck in the net, yeah. guys who can create William Nylander, Johnny Gaudreau, Alex DeBrinkett. Would you have problems giving those guys eight year deals for? No. Not, not, I would not have a problem at all bringing them in. I'd much rather have, a, like most te teams do, they have a cheaper, lower class. You know, the third and fourth line guys, they don't get no $5 million. They don't get five years. You sign up for whatever, the Hudson Fashion deal. And then you sign your big-name players, the guys who produce in big moments, the guys who put the puck in the net. That's how you could turn a team around. But what Lamarillo has done, the exact opposite. He has a really strong lower class, lower middle class, if you will, which it means that you can't have lower middle class. Why don't you say bottom line guys? I'm just saying the type of player, lower middle, cl middle class players is what I'm saying. You have your upper end guys, you know, your high class players. Let's just uh, call them low end players. Whatever. But those are the guys who get paid, not the, not the guys on the bottom. You don't pay them. They don't – they're, they're – they're just they're I hate expendable. They're expendable players. Yes, they, they are. are expendable. You can find them anywhere. You can't find the Nylanders, the Brinkats. You can't find them, the Goudreaux. 
I like how you call them the Brink Cats. The Brinkets. <laughs> um, Lou, uh, Lou wants to say, he says, what are you waiting for on the bed, Grumpy? Knock, knock. Oh, God. Knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. <laughs> Drew L. Grumpy. Twice on the pipe. Bang, bang. Means you're not gonna shoot. Hey, let me tell you something. Tony Orlando from Tony Orlando and Dawn was really good back in the day. Can't eat a more singing. Tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, Drew L. Grumpy says, honestly, I'm shocked Wallstrom hasn't been signed yet. If I was another general manager, why not offer him a contract? He puts pressure on Lou to make a deal with Wallstrom. I, Wallstrom hasn't done much, and a lot of teams, it's not, a, it's not a year where a lot of teams have available cap space, I think. That's why. I bet he's already signed. <laughs> they just haven't announced yet. They just haven't announced because they don't have the money right now. And he doesn't have a whole lot of value around the league. I don't think yes. any GM is saying, hey, I'm going to give him a blowout, blow out of the water offer on Oliver Wallstrom. Yep. I think you're right, Grumpy. And then uh, Justin S. says here, every general manager, I can't give you a long-term deal. Beaky the buzzard. Everybody gets eight-year deals. You get eight years. You get eight years. You get eight years. Now, LeBron, I said, I don't know. Snow had one playoff round, round, one playoff round win. And completely wasted John Tavares' talent by surrounding him with Jags. Okay. What's the difference, though? What's the difference? Ownership didn't want to spend any money when Charles Wong was in charge. Different ownership group has given Lamarillo everything he's wanted, money-wise. Everything. Yep. That's true. That's that's the difference. The Hans O'Main says, Bailey's a nice guy and all that, but I want winners of guys that are hungry for the cup. Absolutely. Where Bailey, Bailey, Bailey was birthed right there. I forgot that that's where it was birthed. Yep, Michael M. Uh, Michael, Mike, Mike M. I always love it. Mike Moisa, um, Island Puck Hockey said, or Island Puck Life. I keep saying Puck Hockey, Island Puck Life says here, assuming no trades are made, what place do you think will be in the Metro? Not necessarily talking about the playoffs. I feel like Washington did a good job at last year's deadline, but uh, not this offseason. And, and you know, Pittsburgh re signed Jari, so. I think best case scenario, we finish fourth in the division. That, that's best case scenario. I could easily see us coming in fifth, though. Very easy. See us going fifth or sixth, depending on what happens, right? Because what happens if Sorokin got hurt? Knock on wood. What happens if Sorokin got hurt? We're done. We're done. We're done. Even yeah. if he missed, I'm missing 20 games because I, I pulled a groin or I had a little bit of a hip flexor issue. I'm going to miss 20 games. We're screwed. Done. done. Absolutely done. We're completely dependent on him to be standing. Let's say he takes a step back. He's been spectacular the last few years. Let's say he has a slump. It happens. Good goalies sometimes slump. He's been a Vesna finalist the last two years. He's been top three in Vesna voting the last two years. Look at Sesterkin, right? He, he slumped was, a little bit last year after a spectacular year. He, here's the thing. And his numbers were still really, really, really good, but he wasn't the same guy. And I said it last year. When Soroka's numbers were spectacular the year before, I said, you know, he could actually be better this year, but his numbers might not be as good. I mean, you could see that. I mean, the one thing about goaltenders, it's tough to be at the top level year after year. Those are the true, those are the true grades. Those right? are guys who are Hall of Famers. He finished, I'm sorry, last year, two years ago, he finished sixth in Vesna voting Soroka, and last year finished second. But you're right, guys who are always at the top finishing top five in Vesna every single year. Those are guys who make the Hall of Fame. And if, let's say he – I mean, just anything can happen, right? Just a little bit off. Maybe the defense isn't as good. 
you know, who knows? Maybe I, I don't know if they're going to play the, are they going to play the Barry Trot style again, or are they going to be more, you know, hey, we need to score a little bit. Let's try that. Barry Trots. They can't go. I think that the trying to expand upon the this type of system they had, that's done. That's done and over with. It's going to be Barry Trots. Okay. They can't win any other way. Can you play 82 games using a Barry Trot style? We've had that discussion before. And what happens every year, even to Barry Trots, by the tail end of the year, the team was sputtering because they got you get ground down. You get, yep. you get grinds out. Playing that style is really, really tough to play 82 games. Why are we successful the two COVID years? Well, the first year we were on a seven-game losing streak when we went into that. We had to do the play-in game against uh, Florida. Um, and then the year after, 54 games, and we wound up getting, you know, Tristan Jari and a career-ending injury to Tuka Rask. That's yep. why we advanced. We were worn down by the end of those years, just were. I mean, it's just hard to play that style of hockey, particularly if you're an older team. Yeah. Lou Rivera says the whole Debrinkit is just a bullshit smoke show. I think so too. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Brian McKenzie says, do you think we should sign Philip Zadina from Detroit? No, he's a waste. He's He, he never panned out. He's a power forward. He doesn't skate well, who never lived up to potential and it's funny you look at zadina originally when he slipped i think it was the number five to detroit it was like oh man this is supposed to be a top three pick oh this couldn't skate okay no i don't think it's the skating is his couldn't issue skate. it's, he couldn't skate okay would i be willing to take a shot at a zadina yeah i would ETO. somebody but here's the thing it depends on what type of system you're going to play are you going to play the defense first system well, it doesn't fit but if you're going to say, okay, we need to inject some life in the offense, why not? Why not take a flyer on a guy like that? I would. He's I mean, not good. That's why. Okay. Well, like I said, maybe a change of scenery could benefit him. It could, but he's just okay. I've watched how, him play. How much I've money do you think? Guy, how much money? But here's another thing: you keep on signing everybody back, it doesn't leave you a whole lot of wiggle room to. Let's sure. say you want to sign Zadina. And it busts out. Well, it's seven hundred seven hundred fifty thousand dollars that you lose out and get salary cap. Well, if you know you're be making smart with your signing your own guys back and being wise with your long term signings, you can make mistakes like that and still be okay. The Islanders rate their you know margin for error is so razor thin that I don't know if you can take a chance on him. If you're asking me, would I sign him to a two way deal if no one else is interested where he can play in Bridgeport? Why not? I'd sign him to a one-way, $1.1 million deal. So if you don't like it, just waive him. And it they don't have nothing. that money. They don't have that I'm money. Just, I'm just saying, right, if you had the money, you can give him ideally a $1.1 million deal. You know, that's just enough to where if you waive him, he has no salary cap implications. Somebody else can pick him up or he just goes in Bridgeports and plays that and just plays in Bridgeport. You can waive him if you want to. Doesn't have any impact on the cap. I'd so rather you know, have Sean Monahan for one year. At yeah. three million than the two million he got from Montreal. You could have you could have leaked that shit to his agent. You know that stuff works. Degar says here to bring it. Uh, we'll go to Detroit. Tarasenko to Ottawa. Lou will say that um, there were no hockey trades to be made, and that and that we'll have to go with what we have. Yeah, he's going to say that the price. Oh, everything the price was too much, and you know it didn't make sense for our team. He'll say that type of line of bullshit. You know that how that is. The Bailey blunder was a micro or a microcosm of the Islanders' 40 2021-2022 season. Yeah. That's, that's that's fair. Bailey is awesome in your coffee, says Charlie M. Oh, Bailey's, Bailey's Irish cream. 
Drew says, and remember, despite all these dumbass moments, Barry Trotz still continue to play Josh Bailey. Lane steps in. Bailey's wondering why he became a press box magnet. He says employee. I'm going to say magnet. <laughs> the Hanzo Main says here, I wouldn't be surprised if Barzy asked for a way out from this franchise to go somewhere to win a couple of skilled players. Bailey will retire. I, yeah, I think Bailey's done. I, I don't think he'll get an offer to play anywhere else. I think no he's been playing. No um, he's and uh, regarding Matt Barzal, I don't think he asks out, but the team is in tough. The team is in. The team is going to be on hard times. Maybe I, not now, but in the future, you can tell the times will be hard. And he, through the prime of his career, he's going to be on a team that's going to be struggling. He was just up for it. Is Matt? That's the thing. Is Matt Barzell? Is he tradable? I don't know. I would say he's tradable, but not for what his value his, his value should be because of the contract. Yep. Is anyone going to say, man, Matt Barzell, nine point one five million? Yep, that's something I got to have. Would you rather have Matt Barzell or William Nylander? I think they're similar players, but I think Nylander is better. I think he's more, he's a better scorer than Barzell. <laughs> Free says, Grump, you and the warden be safe. Eat out while you're there. You can't risk that chair hoarding son of a bitch feeding you green meat. He got out of the dumpster behind the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, I don't think we've eaten a meal at the house yet. Freedom yeah. of Avengers. Don't let him know. We're going to poison the grumpy old man when he's here. That's what we're going to do. That's all part of our massive plan. Very true. Um, Robert Marshall said uh, to my little brownie, Garth did the best he could with Charles losing millions on the team. That's why Garth couldn't spend any real money um, on a real coach. Possibly, yeah. yeah. You always wonder how could he have gotten a real coach if he had money to spend? What's up, Frank? How are you, man? Freedom Fund Adventure says, I'm so happy that Bailey's gone. He was weak, lazy, selfish, and a soft bum. He held this team back for over a decade. I think all of our lives are better now that that string, sneaky trash has been taken out. Okay, put that comment back up. Weak, yes. Lazy, yes. Selfish, no. No, 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 no. Not selfish. Anything but selfish. Soft, yes. But I he was not he was not selfish. Um Gungun says here, Grumpy, a gentle reminder. I'll throw in useless. I'll throw that in there. Gungun and Gungun Grumpy. Grumpy, a gentle reminder. You said that when you visited TJ, you were going to expand the one-dimensional sound effects board. Will you be a man of his word or pull a John Spano? Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at that. Now that thing just like I said, TJ's having to care less about the team struggling. There you go. See, I, there finally, I, I, I was making some adjustments when Grumpy was sleeping. I was making some adjustments to the soundboard. Let me ask you a question: Have you put a little, you know, little notify on that little button? Say this is the name of the clip. Or? I'll remember. I'll remember. You'll remember. You don't remember. You should put a little thing on this so you just bang. That's where it is. Bang. Instead of just oh well, there's 17 buttons or 20 buttons. Let me just guess which one this is. Hey, Grumpy, you don't want to show one this is, Grumpy? That's a clap. And this is here. Here's a, little, here's a little trumpet. There it is, Grumpy. I'm going to add. I've got more and more. I've got some of them keeping secret from you that I'm not going to show yet, but I have added a few. That's what I was doing when you were sleeping today, in case you were wondering. So as I was letting you sleep, I was updating the soundboard. You make it sound like I was sleeping for hours. You were sleeping for 45 minutes to an hour, Grumpy. It was 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Don't make it sound like, hey, man, this guy's freaking Rip Van Winkle over here. No. <laughs> this guy's Rip Van Winkle, whoever the fuck that is. This is Rip Van Winkle right you don't. Okay, you just attack TJ in the comments. That he doesn't know Rip Van Winkle. Just Who the hell is Rip Van Winkle? Burial. 
Who is Rip Van Winkle? Okay, thank you. Let's move on. Don't worry. You'll you'll find out. You'll find out. And it's usually going to be it's going to be followed by dumbass TJ. Usually, that's True. how it's going. Drew says, uh, you know, it's funny uh, that you mentioned that we went from being a broke franchise that couldn't spend a dime to, you know, now a valuable franchise that spends too much. Just spends inappropriately. Um, Gunga says, where is Apex legend senior citizen? Citizen, Did he flee? That's right. Where is Apex legend? Yeah, he's probably thinking to himself, my God. I wasted so much time during the regular season on this team, and they did the same exact shit in the offseason. Maybe he'll be back soon. I don't know. Apex Legends, senior citizen. citizen. Um, Scott L. says, I saw a question on Twitter from NHL.com. Who would you rather build your team around, Sorokin or Shesterkin? I don't It's close. They're. I think they're both very, very similar. I, I would think- say Sorokin is a little bit younger. And he's already locked up. So Sterkin's going to cost money when his contract comes up. He's going to get paid more than Sorokin does. Absolutely. Right. And he's also going to be older when he gets that deal. So I'd say Sorokin. Yes. Based off the contracts that are going to be done, it's Sorokin. If there was no cap implications, I think I lean more towards Sterkin. But they're both really good situations to be in. My little brownie, Grumpy. You're right about that. Charles Wong was a horrible owner in that respect. Yep. Alan Avatar says here, please, please bring your buddy Stefan Rosner on and tell him that this is the same effing team because he keeps trying to say it's a different team. It's ridiculous. The team should have bought out Anders Lee. Hold on. Stefan's trying to say this is a different team. It's the same exact team that was there at the end of the year. He's what he's doing is that creative math that if he's really saying that, I don't know. Well, it's a different team from the beginning of last year. Well, that is, is true. But okay, at the end of the year, when we played in the postseason and didn't and got beat out in the postseason, it's the same team. So maybe different from the beginning of the year, sure. But it's a different. It's the same team that lost in the first round of the playoffs and got rolled by Carolina. Not one change. Not one. Hey, Gauthier and minus Zach Parise, grumpy, and Oliver Wallstrom's back healthy. Okay. I don't think they're needle move, move, needle movers. I All agree. Right. I agree with that. Um, Frank said, I saw that article again. I thought it's possibly trading for uh, Jacob DeBrusque from Boston. Um, is he any good? I like DeBrusque. Um, he played well last year. If you're going to trade for DeBrusque, you should have traded for him the year before when he was coming off of a low point. Now, he, excuse me, now he's a little bit of a bounce back, and you're looking to trade for him. Not sure about that. Excuse me, TJ. What did you do there? Why, why was there that little skip there? What was that? What was that? That was about? my first. Ah, 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 ah. Whoa, what are you doing? Whoa. Okay, I'll take it. I deserve it. Grumpy, I do it once every year. So was that Grumpy? No, oh, there it is. Robert Marshall says, True dude, that old fossil has never won anything in the cap era. That's the problem. Over 20 years and Lou has won nothing. You think about that. He's been a general manager for over 20 years without winning a damn thing. There's 32 general managers in the NHL. This figure just by by pure pure just a rolling of the dice, you've got a chance to win. Why would Boston trade Louis DeBrusque? Jacob DeBrusque. Jacob DeBrusque. Why would they trade him? They probably would trade Louis because he's been retired for a lot of years. But <laughs> why would they trade Jake DeBrusque? He's got one year to go before he's a UFA. Makes four million dollars this year. I trade him at the deadline when his value is going to be the highest. And if your team's not in a good spot and you don't make the postseason, you could go ahead and trade him, retain half of the cap hit, say, I'm offering you a guy for the remainder of the season that's going to cost $2 million against your books. That does X, Y, and Z. 
and where would Boston have to be in the standings to move a guy like that? They have to be out of the playoff pick. I think out, out. I think they have to be out of the playoffs, out of the playoff hunt at yeah. that point. So very, very unlikely. Um, yes, Grumpy's at my house. That's right there, uh, Frank. And uh, what the hell is Lou? You or, or and what the hell, Lou? You lousy bastard! Um, why isn't the guy Wallstrom signed? Does Lou want another Islander to leave and to be really good for another team? I, I think he's signed. They just haven't announced it. Yeah, he'll be that. And then, oh, why haven't they announced his signing? That's done. I think they, they have to free up some cap space. He's so keeping it a secret, so he'll have some negotiating power down the road. That's what the, that's what we'll say again this well, year. Maybe right? they didn't announce the signing because he was going to be moved in the Debrinket deal. Oh, there it is, and he didn't want anybody else to know. They'll make some bullshit up to say Lou's a mastermind, and here's the reason why. The answer is always Lou, the, Lou is a mastermind, but how can we go ahead and create a formula and an algebraic equation to make equal Lou as a mastermind? Doug says, can someone tell Lou the reason we have a shit farm team is because he trades all of our first and second round picks away? You would think he'd know that since he's been in the league for 50 years, but maybe he doesn't. Freedom Fund Adventure says, Frank, TJ's moving, and he's forcing Grumpy to do all the heavy lifting, just like on this show. <laughs> TJ's trying to work his cash cow to death. TJ <laughs> bought a fancy-ass house with cash from this pod. Well, I can tell you that is not true. <laughs> We're making huge money. DraftKings is, is loading up the payroll for us, uh, Grumpy Drew L. I just downed like 10 lemon pepper chicken wings. It was far more enjoyable than anything related to the Islanders this offseason. I'd be down for some lemon pepper chicken wings, I'll tell you that oh. much. Frank says, I guarantee you, after the show, TJ said, why don't we go out and get a little snack or something out there? Yeah, we're going to go out maybe and get something. Maybe we'll go to Maggie Moo's, Grumpy. Maybe get some ice cream. I don't know. It might be closed by the time we finish. So you got to hurry up, Grumpy, if you want ice cream, possibly. Loser had to give a second-round pick to move Bailey. Any good GM would have given up a third and made that deal happen. Or how about just say, you know what? Screw it. We suck. This year, we're going to suck. Next year, we're going to suck for the number of years. We're just going to eat that contract. I'd rather move Anders Lee. That's who I'd rather move. Marshall says here, I'd let him use his high hockey IQ in Bridgeport. He's gone. He's no longer part of the organization. Okay, said 46 people watching. Only 11 likes. Let's go, people. That's right. If you like the content, leave a thumbs up. Apparently, it helps the algorithm. It reminds everybody that the Great Islanders Never Said I podcast is on. Russ T says here, if he doesn't want to be here, then move on from that guy to bring it. Yeah, no, he just, yeah, he, that's my point. Russ, I think it's just all smoke and mirrors trying to make the fan base think that we're trying to make a stab. Oh, we're trying to get better, but oh, it's going to fall through. Oh, man, we tried really hard at the bring it, but the, the cards just weren't right for us. Like we always do. Yeah, first thing I always do is hit the thumbs up. Thanks as always, Frank. Yeah. Uh, Frank K says here, the Brinkett isn't coming. I don't think so. Yeah. And no offensive player wants to come here, says Charlie M. Um, to the Islanders. We have a stigma of being a slow defensive-minded style team and not a good place to put up stats. And it's all true. Also, let's say a guy wants to wear facial hair or wants to do things that are a little, you know, modern NHL athletes are not like the guys from the 50s. He wants his shirt to touch his collar. And maybe, <laughs> maybe they don't like the, the, the style that Lamarillo enforces on all the teams. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of things could be on play. I just find it interesting. No one wants to sign here as free agent. No one, unless you're totally, you have no other options and you want to keep playing. That's unless it. Unless you're Zedano Chara. 
and your yeah. torch is down. Tommy B says the Brinkett is not coming. Exactly. Justin S says, my only thing is why would Ottawa want to trade to Brinkett in the division to a team they directly are competing against for a playoff spot? I don't think he's coming here, though. Probably Nashville. I think they just want to get rid of him and get max value for him. I, I don't I don't think Detroit. People always say that in the division shit. If it makes both teams better and they both benefit the most from it, I don't give a shit if a team in my division could be tough. If it makes my team better substantially, I'm taking whatever makes my team the best. You know what? We'll face that problem, beat that problem down the road. Whatever's going to maximize my return to my team, I'm fine. Like the same thing. People are like, oh, we never trade him to the Rangers. If the Rangers were offering us a deal where it's more valuable for us to make the deal with the Rangers than, than Team Vancouver Canucks, fucking take it with the Rangers. I don't give a shit. Make the deal that's most valuable to us. If the Rangers offered you five first-round picks for Matt Barzal, would you take it? Yes. I would. See you I later, would. Matt Barzal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Frank K says here, Gauthier is getting us to cop 70, 75 goals from him this year. Frank's on board. He knows what's real. He knows what's going on. There you go. Drew says, what was exasperating to me was why the fans were upset about letting go Andy Andoroff. The dude's like 38 years old. He, he was a he was a AHL guy. Oh, he led the AHL in scoring, though. Who cares? Who cares? He's been up with this team. He's been up with other teams. He is what he is. He's playing in the KHL now. Falling he had so many love, options. Falling in love with bottom six players. Just stop. I, here's the thing. It's not like I've never been guilty of it. Wayne Merrick is a player I love with the Islanders. He's a third-line guy. Loved him back in the day. You just can't fall in love with third-line players. Can't do it. Not if you want to be successful. Not in the salary cap area, you can't. Robert Marshall, bro. Wallstrom needs to be playing on this team. He's got the best shot on the roster and one of the best shots in the league. Yeah. You know, who knows? Yep. Who says, is it far-fetched to hypothesize that these youngsters may have been may have benefited from experience in the Islanders brief blip in the playoffs this year going forward? Or does it merely mean diddly? Who played? I think who played? Which of the young guys played? Dobson, you know, Romanoff played, getting some playoff experience, but they've had playoff experience before. Yeah. Of new guys who hadn't had playoff experience, Holmstrom. Holmstrom was the only guy on this roster, I feel like, who did not but have postseason experience. He didn't play in the playoffs this uh, this year, did he? I think he played a game or two. And Samuel Bolduke played a few games. But those are the only two guys that had played games who had not been in the postseason before. Romanoff played in Montreal. Dobson had been in the postseason before that. Every other defensive, Mayfield, Pelic, Pulak, all had postseason experience. Aho, I think maybe he got his maybe he got his first postseason experience, but he was like 26, 27. Forward group. Holmstrom did not play in the playoffs. Okay. So Holmstrom didn't get anything. Our forwards, nobody knew got postseason experience. Everybody here already had postseason experience. And our goaltenders all have postseason experience. So it doesn't do as much for us as maybe it would have another team. Bolduc played the two games that Romanoff sat out. That's what I said. Same guy. Bolduc, yeah. Bolduc was the only guy. Yep. Uh, Empire, Empire, or Frank says here, no way we get the cat for Dabrinkit. Uh, Craig K says here, the team is already set. We uh, There are no other trades coming uh, this way that will make an impact. I only hope that Bo, uh, Bo Horvat and Matt Barzal perform. That's, that's where we're at right now. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of eggs in that basket. Our eggs are all in the basket. How can we get better? Bo Horvat and Matt Barzal produce. Oliver Wallstrom takes a step forward, and 
Last year, him missing actually made a significant impact. It hasn't in the past, but he plays so well that we think, oh, wow, this guy actually is what we thought. And Dobson takes a step forward, and so does Romanoff. Those are the ways that we improve. That's the only way that we can improve this next year. Yep. Is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? Is it probable? Is it probable? No. No. Can it be possible though? Yes. Yeah. So but here's the thing: you're going to minimize if you go back to the defensive style system. You really minimize any possible gains you could have. It's minimized. Yep. I think on on the forward side and, and regarding offensive production, absolutely it does. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I did read the Islanders did Ander off a favor to try to get him some playing time with another team. Yeah. Mookie Metzger said, "Yep, spit and chicklets rip the Islanders." Yeah, we showed that earlier. It's true though. Um, Craig K says here, um, I still have faith in Wallstrom. I'm really hoping he takes a huge step forward and plays his way into the first line. I do too. I just, I, I'm kind of, I, I don't think it's probable. I hope it is. I'm hopeful for it. I don't think it's probable. What's up, Helen Yeller? How are you? The red Mazda fourth generation says here, the Islanders going with Del Cole in that 2014 draft with the four, with the first round pick when Nylander and Pasternak went after him. ha, 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 ha. That will always be the shittiest feeling when you miss so much with first-round picks. In defense of that pick, Del Cole was the consensus number five pick in a four-person draft. Yep. Yeah. That's always that's been the Islanders' history. Oh, it's a six-player draft. We pick seven. It's, it's a, a three-person draft. We draft four. It's a two-player draft. We draft second. It's just always been we draft third. Yeah. Coach Tommy B says here, if the cap goes up by four or five million, which is expected next year, will be they'll have five to six million cap space. Yeah, it's supposed to go up four to five, but okay. like with six million cap space, you've got three positions to fill. You know, maybe you, you slide Bolduc uh, finally in for Ajo, but then you have two positions to fill with six million in cap space. Everybody else is going to have that extra five to six million too. So there's a exactly. lot more teams that are going to have additional cap space to do with what they want. Um, Robert Marshall says here. I hope so too, Craig. Um, will he give us a chance? That, uh, that, uh, all right, that yeah, that five million is with the projected eighty-seven million dollar cap hit. So, I mean, that's okay. that's what we have. It's five million, four point nine eight seven. We need Phil Kessel, eight years, eight million. He's there a cancer. Is. You heard. A freedom fund adventure. Only a fool trades Wally to start the season, perhaps at the deadline if he doesn't blossom. I don't want to be mad every time I see him starting starting for another team. Islanders need to bring in or Nylander. But you've you, neither one of those guys are coming here. And not because you couldn't get them to come here, you couldn't trade for them, because you have no assets to move, and you have no salary cap space to fit them underneath the cap. Toronto's not, Toronto's not – let's say you want to make a trade for William Nylander. What's Toronto going to want? They're going to want draft picks and cheap prospects. Why? Because they got to sign everybody else back next offseason. That doesn't fit what the Islanders need or what the Islanders can do for them. I could absolutely see Nylander getting moved. Absolutely, I could. Um, Charlie M. Grumpy. I joined Gamblers Anonymous. They can tell me two-to-one odds. I don't make it. (laughs) I thought you were going to read it like Rodney Dangerfield. I I, left it up there long enough for you to see. I well, I didn't see him. It was Rodney. I joined Gamble. How does it do? Grumpy, do your little Rodney. Goes, I joined Gamblers Anonymous. They gave me two to one odds. I don't make it. 
Alexander says here, hey, how are you guys? What's up, Alexander? I'm sorry. I'd rather have Casey's Zizekas in, oh, in Stahl. No, no way. No way. No the way. difference is Zizekas can put the puck in the back of that. Stahl, oh, Stahl scores more goals than Zizekas every year. Yeah. That's just not true. Yeah. And our defense is better than Carolina's. Stahl is the shutdown guy. Our defense is not better than Carolina's. Carolina provo- gave up the second least amount of goals in the NHL last year, which is yeah. better than our goals against. I, I mean, you, they got to Orlov coming in. He's the most physical defenseman they have. That, that, watch out for Carolina. Jake W says, any news on the brinket? We're not getting him. He's going to Detroit. That's the news. That's not news, though. How do you turn those off those these comments? Ugh, stop. Stop, says Brian P. The Islanders are not the same team as no Alexander. Stop. No. We're on the same exact team as the end of the year. Same exact. This is the same team at the end of the year. The same team that lost to Carolina in, in six games. This is the same team. No, no, Alexander. You're supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. Robert Marshall (laughs) says here, I say Nylander, but I'm not holding my breath for anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even if we don't get to bring in our Nylander um, or the guy there from Winnipeg um, is also an option. Lou is not done making moves. 55 points is the expectation. Oh, my God. So he's got, you know what? What are his career stats? I, I, you know, I, I have to bite now. I have to bite to think that a guy. All right, now Alexander's making me pull it up because I'll, get it, I'll pull it up on screen, Grumpy. You don't even worry about okay, it. Okay, pull it up so, and put it on the screen so we can talk about it. Career. What do you think? Before I put him up, what do you think the career high watermark Frank Vol's career? Thirty six. What 40, if I, what if I one up you, Grumpy? What if I say the career high watermark from is thirty five, Grumpy? Thirty five points. Five points, and you're expecting them to almost you know, to have a 60 or 70% increase in points. Look at what he did for the Islanders in 18 games, nine points, a point, every other game. That was the best hockey he played point. Every other game. That's why I said 40 points is probably the high water mark. He played on the second line, played 15 minutes a night and put up a point every other game. The 3 million is really palatable, right? It's just the term that we talk about. That's the yes, issue. term terms. The issue. Yep. Um, the Bruins need a center desperately. We could trade Pajot or something for DeBrusque. Thoughts on DeBrusque? It's not happening. Okay. The Bruins. Why would the Bruins, again, why would the Bruins need DeBrusque to get salary cap flexibility to maybe bring pa, um, uh, Krejci and Bergeron back? They're not going to be taking a guy back who's making $5 million a year for the next four years or three years. That's not going to happen. Who put that, who sent that comment in? Who was that? Oh, sorry, I was on mute here. Um, that was Frank. Frank was asking. Frank, come on, Frank. You got to be better than that. Come on. You got to do better than that. Look at, I don't you got to think- look at deals. Okay, this is not EA Sports make a deal or fantasy sports make a deal where everyone's going to accept it. Just you have to look at it from the put your shoe on the other foot. Yeah, exactly. Does it make sense for them? How it's does not it make about sense? Bru- for Boston, it's not about DeBrusque as a player, it's about salary flexibility. They're not, and maybe they say, okay, we're going to move him because he's going to be UFA. He's going to command too much salary. There's no way they're bringing in J, uh, JG Pajot. Uh, three more years at making more money than DeBrusque? That's not happening. Not happening. Um, Alexander said, I don't think this team is as bad as people think. Well, I think everyone, I think most of the people listen to this show, and certainly we, we think that we're a borderline playoff, playoff team. Same like last year. I thought we're maybe a slightly above average team. If everything falls right, I think we're a slightly above average team that has a chance of making the postseason. And we have to hope 
we have to hope that teams like Buffalo, Ottawa, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I, I don't think I don't think Ottawa's ready. A Buffalo is. Buffalo, Pittsburgh gonna bounce back. Washington. Uh, You're counting know. Washington out. And I'm telling you, don't okay. be so quick to count okay. them out. And to a lesser extent, I'll make you happy. To a lesser extent, Washington don't make any improvements. Buffalo, uh, uh, Buffalo missed the playoff by what two a point, and Pittsburgh missed it by two. I like I said, those teams are really, really close. They've made offseason improvements. I think Tristan Jari is a non-starter. Could he prove me wrong? I guess he could. I mean, they're certainly more talented than we are. I just think Jari's terrible. If he plays average in big games, which he hasn't done in the past, Pittsburgh jumps us without a doubt. And I think Buffalo will make playoffs. Nagar says here, need a new fourth line. True. Rodney Lee says, Wallstrom must prove he can skate to play on the top line. I don't think Lee skates well, and I don't think Bo Horvat's particularly a great skater. Um, Wallstrom needs to get in shape if he's ready to get that top line jump. Um, Charlie M says here, Nelson has the best shot. I disagree. No, no. Nelson's got a good shot, but it's not as good as Wallstrom's. Wallstrom has the best shot. Rodney says, I agree with Grumpy that Wally should be on the wall in the power play one-timers all day. Absolutely. Alexander says Gauthier is a very underrated signing. This is what I mean. It's because Phil's fiction starts putting that shit out. And I believe it's a hundred trolling. If you listen to Phil, you're making a mistake. I'm just saying. He'll you here's the thing. When things go bad next year, Phil will be on our side. He flip-flops back and forth. It's what he does. You troll. Love Phil to death. Love him. Great guy. <laughs> Personally, you know, we know Phil. He is what he is, though. <laughs> Robert says Phil, exactly Phil. <laughs> I can't wait. I love shit. I love I love I love to I love shooting shit with Phil. I do. I, he is. I really do. I, his, it's worse when you know, here it is, one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, TJ and Phil are squabbling just like they do on the show, and I got a referee their ass. That's what it comes to. It's, 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 it's sad. Uh Robert M. Robert says exactly grumpy. Nobody has a better shot on this team than Wall Street. Yeah, with that now. Iserman doesn't want to give to Brinkett eight years. I don't know why he wouldn't want to do that, but okay. Um, Lou that Wittrum, should not be to me. That's a mistake by Iserman. I think that's a mistake too. I like what CVY has done. I think that is a mistake not giving I eight years. Don't like what he's done. I think the guys he signed, he signed a bunch of guys the last two years, but no one who's a difference maker. They're all ham and egger types to too much term, too much money, or certainly too much money. But they've had the money. This is a guy who can be a difference maker for you, and you don't want to go to bat for him, but you're going to go to bat for guys like David Perron and the other Ham and Eggers on this team. I'm just interested to see who they are because, I mean, it's been, uh, to me, underwhelming the last two off seasons, right? Well, yeah, yeah. We, we're not going to go on a tangent too much about Detroit Grumpy because we have a lot of comments to read. You're okay. trying to keep the show short, okay. so we don't need you jumping on that. Who went from the identity line to the identity crisis line to the Parkinson's disease, disease line. Wow. Okay. Benny Smith says here, not one free agent took a hometown discount. Not one. What a joke Lou is. Yep. Yeah. Lou is going to give some surprise moves right at the end of the deadline. Or is Lou or Lou is going to give some surprise nope. moves right at the end of the deadline? No, he's going to sign Walls from that. That's it. No, at the trade deadline, yes. Oh, the yeah, deadline. Absolutely, oh, absolutely yeah. at the Sorry. deadline. I think so. Jason Cameron says no improvements of the scene. Same stiffs. Same disappointing results next year. Lou sucks. Alexander says here, Vinny Mayfield would have gotten more. Varlamov would have. Okay. Varlamov okay. 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 Alexander, 
I don't know what's going on with you today. Mayfield never would have gotten a, a, a seven-year deal anywhere. No freaking way. He might have gotten more money short-term, maybe $4 million, four and a half for four years. He took more money over seven years. Engval, no freaking way. Anybody's offered that useless piece of shit more than $3 million per. And certainly not for seven years. I'm stunned. Stunned. No one's seen the team giving him a four by four, but that's it. $4 million for a guy who scores at his best 35 points in a year? What are you teams, talking about? When, teams, like, when a guy plays well in the second half of that, that, uh, that uh, season or like after he gets traded at the deadline, people always try to overvalue his worth. No, no. Okay. No. Even then he was only half point. He's it's like, okay, everyone around the league knows he's a bottom six player and who who just hates physical contact. Those guys don't make a whole lot of money. Pat Honahan. Now Pat, Pat's a very optimistic guy. Always Pat, not very nice about our takes. He says, best shot on the team is Brock Nelson. I just disagree. Pat, Pat, I'm asking Pat, are you excited about what we've seen re-signing back the same exact team? Are you excited about that? I, I don't think you would be, but maybe you are. Um, Coach Tommy B says, don't be shocked either if Lou signs Matt Martin. Holy shit. I, Could I, you I, imagine I, if Lou signs Matt Martin to a fucking extension? I might die. I might roll I, over and die. I, honestly, I can't see that. I can't see that. Gungun says, TJ, that may have been the tiniest can of a beverage I've ever seen a grown man drink. Please hold it up again if you don't mind. I'll do that in a second. Um Thomas says, hey, boys, grumpy old man on the bed. Rain or shine, grumpy shows up. Exactly. Rain or shine. There it is. It's uh, Alani, I think is what they're called. It does not look like a very manly drink, right? If you look at this, it's got just... (laughs) What is that, canned ass? (laughs) That's kind of what it looks like. It's got juicy written on it with a little peach on it that looks like a little bottoms. Jesus Christ, not a good one. Not 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 a very manly drink to be partaking in and chugging, that's for certain. Um Frank says, uh we improved the team. We only had oh no 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 Frank, you're getting lost in the sauce, my guy. You're getting you're losing the plot. We improved the team. We only had Borvat for Bohorvat for 3 months and Barzal was out. Uh now you got a full year with Barzal and knock on wood. I, okay. Barzal was back at the end of the year. So was Horvat. Now, okay. Barzal was not 100%. Yes, that's the that. one caveat I will say. Bo Horvat, though, $8.5 million a year, had two points in six games in the playoffs. Not good enough. Sign me up. He was a half a point a game player in the regular season. Everyone said, man, that's disappointing. Another comment here from Tommy B. Coach Tommy B. Grumpy. Mayfield would have gotten five times four in the open market, maybe 4.25. I don't think he was getting five years. I think he would. Yeah, I think he you would. You look at you look at the contracts signed by other players. Very short term, very short term. Dmitry Orlov, two years, seven point seven five. Two years, same age as Mayfield. Maybe a little bit older. Maybe thirty one as opposed to thirty. Mayfield will be thirty one soon. You're going to try to tell me that Scott Mayfield was going to make more money. Than Dmitry Orlov? Absolutely not. Don't believe it. Nice comment here, Grumpy. Um, Gothia was a fourth liner taking, he's going to take Clutterbuck's spot. Clutterbuck is not going anywhere. Um, uh, Grump is waiting for a butt massage from Lou. Oh, God. Oh, Gungood says, TJ, you read the ad perfectly, but 
You've said in the past that sometimes you struggle reading the comments. This is this proof that it's all mental. mental. I just here's the thing. I bounce around when I'm reading it, and it just kind of if it comes out good, it does, and if it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. That's about the easiest way I could say it. I appreciate the comment, though. I appreciate the the compliment. Goon goon. Um, Lou is going after Nylander. No, he's not. Oh, Alexander. Did someone hijack Alexander's account today. <laughs> Brian J says. Uh, we have a better chance of getting on fire stop smoking crack than Lou to get a sniper. Oh, no. Uh, Joseph C. says, more Phil's facts trolling with Gauthier being a productive player. I watched enough of him for the Rangers, and I know he's a fourth-line guy. Now, Joseph C. is a Rangers fan who watches all the Rangers games yeah. and has watched him for the last four years. This is a guy saying a fourth-liner for the Rangers who played eight minutes a night is a fourth-liner well, on other teams. Well, no, maybe he could be a first-liner for the Islanders. Maybe that's the whole thing. If you're ah. a fourth-liner for the Rangers, you could be a first-liner for the Islanders. That always Gauthier, makes you excited, doesn't it? I, I think it's safe to say that Gauthier has been kind of a bust for them. He was a first-round pick, wasn't he, for them? From years ago, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't pan out. Okay, here you go. Dan L. Grumpy. Uh, you know what I like about fashion? He's, he's being paid like a fourth-liner, and you know what? He probably is going to play with the wonderful identity little identity line. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. We like Hudson Fashing. Love we him. like him playing the bottom six. Yes, he's getting paid commensurate with his talent. It's the other guys who are getting paid too much money. I mean, talk about, about Hudson Fashing, what he contributes. I think it could be very comparable to what Pierre Engvall contributes. Yes. Hudson Fashing gets himself a vet minimum deal, essentially, right above that mark. It was 800000 Was a two-year deal or one year? Two years, two years, eight hundred thousand, or whatever the hell it was. I mean, you. I mean, talk about falling for the banana in the tailpipe, Pierre Engvall. He is the banana in the tailpipe. Seems to happen all the time, doesn't it, Crump? He takes the banana up the tailpipe. Oh, yeah. stop! Matt Martin's getting a deal soon. Oh, that's a joke. It's gonna be a joke. What a downgrade from Parise to Gauthier, assuming he's not coming back. Yeah, Parise, I agree. we have I on agree. firm uh, firm that he is not coming back. Alexander Grumpy. Uh, there was a report out there that Lou is going after Nylander. What do we have to give the, Toronto? The, it's we're not going to we we don't have the money to trade for William Nylander. Don't have money. The Inquirer went ahead and put out uh, a comment, Grumpy, about that, and that's why they're, we're they're, they're useless. They're useless. I have no idea who actually put it. Anything out that comes from that the Inquirer is wrong. Google <laughs> says Grumpy. You should have dressed up as Uncle Sam for tonight's episode. A missed opportunity? No, I don't think so. Loyalty comes before winning, says Brian. Yeah. For this team, it does. Freedom Fun and Adventure, Grumpy. Jeez, TJ, you're freaking obsessed with this Phil's fiction guy. It's because he manipulates and abuses you. Your obsession with him is so broke back mountain. <laughs> Someone put their faces on the movie poster. I, I, Phil, I here's the thing. Phil is a Phil's a big player on Twitter now. He is. Wouldn't Phil, you say he is, Grumpy? He's He's I don't, got I don't so know many. He is. I think he is. He's got so many people that just just blindly right. whatever. Phil I'm going to give, give you Phil's appeal. Phil is not a stupid man. Very smart. He manipulates statistics to fit his narrative. He's good at it. When I call him out, he has no response because he'll shift to something else, and I'm like, uh-uh, bro, that's not what you said. This is what you said." And see, I call him out on his bullshit. Where most people don't, and I like, like I said, we I love Phil, great, good people, but he's a piece of shit, dust who lies to the Islander fans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
no, he's, so, he's, so he's very he's very articulate. He's he, he's, he is. He's articulate. He's yes. measured. He's yes. not hyper. He's not hyperbolic. Like he's calm when he says it. he's he's really calm. He's controlled with everything he says, and people and, respect that. They respect like oh, if he has you know, and he here's the thing. He's so measured. Oh, he knows what he's, he's doing. Here's the thing. Phil is a business professional. That's all I'm going to say. He knows how to talk to people. He's good at it. And, you know, when you talk measured and deliberate, people take you more seriously. People don't take me serious, even though I'm right every single time, because I'm emotional and I get fired up. You're never going to see that from Phil, ever. <laughs> I think he's got a, a, a carbon dioxide problem in his house. <laughs> Uh, technically we need to sign a fourth line guy uh you can't read and so the benefits of life insurance uh why spend 800k on fourth liners when you can make 1.8 or, or 1.6 million life insurance um uh, we got here a comment from state of survival saying here it's go ta like the fashion uh designer um jean paul it's gothier that's how that name is spelled. I don't give a shit how you pronounce it. That's how that name is spelled. You can pronounce it how the fuck he wants. It's Guthier. Oh, my gosh. I don't. He doesn't know how to pronounce You know what reminds I know. me? Here's the thing he doesn't. I've known plenty of people with that last name. It's Guthier. Okay. That's how you pronounce it. If you want to pronounce it right, Guthier. It's not, it's not Gautier. It reminds me of the old. Gautier. It reminds no. me of the old WWF before WWE uh, manager Slick when he would do color commentary with Gorilla Monsoon and he called him. Monsoon. He's like, it's Monsoon. He says, it's not my fault you don't know how to produce your own name, pronounce your own name, Monsoon. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I always thought that was hilarious. Gautier. It's uh, Gautier. I call him. Um, I thought it was Gautier. That's what I thought it was. That's that's how the name is spelled. I'll pronounce how I think it is. That's fine. Just like I'm gonna throw Engvald needs to make an official name change and throw a D on the back of his name so I can pronounce his name correctly. Joseph C. I hate to be agreeing with you again, but anyone who thinks Blake Wheeler on a one year deal is a bad move is nuts. He's older, but there's still plenty productive. Absolutely. Excuse me. Absolutely. Grab. What are you doing over there? Anyway. Uh, yeah, we've heard from some people that it's going to help. It's going to stunt the growth of young players. I'm like, please. Stop. That, yeah, we've heard that from some people. Winnipeg got a lot of locker room problems similar to Calgary. I think it's just those teams. Yes, it's certain teams. It is. Paul I Maurice mean, is a right, shitty. What coach. is there to do? What is there to do in Winnipeg? What's there to do to Calgary when they don't have the stampede coming through once a year in town? It's cold. <laughs> I mean, it's not much to do up there. Yeah. Um, Got to come in here. Um, Gungun says, uh, was John Rocker a locker room cancer with the Atlanta Braves? No, no. I don't think he was. I thought he had the arm injury, didn't he? No, he That's had the Kamar thing. Rocker, different one. Yeah, no, he was the guy who said that uh, about the – this was going back a long, long time, saying about uh, people taking the subway, multicolored hair, a whole bunch of – he spouted his, his, his particular views, and he got – they used to throw batteries at him, and you know, he was a young kid. He was good for them for a couple of years, but then that was it. No one took a shot on him. He wasn't. Let's just say his talent wasn't commemorate commensurate with the baggage that he brought with those comments. Drew L. It was a big, it was a big uh, Sports Illustrated article. Blake Wheeler would be a first line on this team. Rick Roma Grump. Yep, he's played the last twelve years in Winnipeg. Uh, go read the stories. It has nothing to do with Boston. I okay. I mean. I don't know who's complaining about it. Are they soft players? You have to look at the the players who are complaining about it. I mean, this is all uh, 
I never, I'm serious. I never heard it say, you know, besides now in the last couple of months, it could be Winnipeg putting the shit out too, wanting to get rid of him. Um, you know, where it's like, oh, he's been a problem. He was captain of the freaking team for a long time. Joseph, he says, you can't go wrong with any $100,000 bill. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to play with the Rangers. Says, Wouldn't it just be nice if we could ever have the appeal to attract players where they're willing to take a lower than expected market deals to play for us? Wouldn't it be oh, nice oh, if we ever had that? Oh, well, he didn't pay below market deal. <laughs> there you go. Rick Rome, grumpy. I've heard the Romers, the Wheeler stories for years. They've been trying to move Wheeler for years, but couldn't because of his Albatross contract. Okay. Well, that's possible, but he's been why would you why would you not strip him of the C then? I don't know. That's a good question. Christopher C says, Hey Grumpy, I know you hate 30-year-old players. So here's my question. Would you sign a 27 to 29-year-old player? Sure. Uh I don't want to give him it depends on the player type, uh, as opposed to the player per se, but like, let's say somebody like a, I'll take a Jonathan Gaudreau at 28, 29, because they don't absorb a whole lot of contract. It's about, uh, you know, their shiftiness on the ice and creativity, as opposed to a Bo Horvat type who absorbs a lot of punishment and therefore is going to wear down more. That's what I'll say. Mm. I've um, got a comment here, Grumpy. Uh, Coach Tommy B says here, we'll make the playoffs and get ousted in, in the opening round again. I am not sure of that. Rick Roma says, yeah, the Winnipeg locker room was a mess and really was a main problem. It's known in NHL circles as the reason why nobody wanted him. You know, <clears throat> yeah, and Winnipeg uh, really helped um, the Jets win over the last 12 years. What's Anderson Lee helped the Islanders do? They did just as good as the one year he was there as the year he wasn't. They helped uh, be a leader on the team, Grumpy. That's what, of course. <laughs> I heard, yeah, that Snow wants to come back. So have I. Heard the same rumors. Charlie M., Grumpy old man. Snow gave an interview the other day. His contract finally with the Islands. Yeah, we talked about this. Wants to get back in. Yeah. That. Yep. Um, somebody, uh, some, someone Islander fan or some Islander fan proposed a trade that we get Travis Konechny for Dobson in a second. Yikes. Islander fan. Uh, yeah. Okay. And or Bray Clear was stripped of the sea. Great guy. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I mean, but he had been the captain for years. Blake Wheeler or Zach Wheeler? <laughs> Zach Wheeler was supposed to be one of those co- locker room cancer type of guys too. Zach is he? Uh, yeah, it's not Zach Wheeler. The pitcher was sure. I didn't know that. Um, All I know is as soon as the Mets let him go, he's pretty damn good. Of course. Alexander says, "TJ and Grumpy, I sent you part one and part two videos." I'll have to see what that is. Um, Lou is doing what he did to the Devils, set them back by years. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's so it's so obvious that this is Devils 2.0. And people are going to look – I mean, here's the thing. Do the Devils look uh, negatively on Lou? Probably not, the even though he gutted the team at the end because they won three Stanley Cups when he was the manager there. What they pro- you know what they probably look at, Lou? A guy who did a great job, but we should have taken the reins from him sooner. That's how they look at Lou, saying Before, he did a great job, but we should have recognized when things were going off the rail and we should have taken control from him earlier. The same thing like Toronto, which is what Toronto did to him. Toronto said, oh, shit, that team just learned from those mistakes. We need to do the same thing. When we're, but the Islanders saying, hey, Lou, go have fun. You can do it. I just wonder how Islanders fans are going to react when you know it hits rock bottom. We have nothing. Are they going to say, well, gosh, you know, he was good because we got to two Eastern Conference finals and we were dog shit for years and now we're dog shit again. No, 
you could have done it differently, chose not to. Mm. Um, I don't know how Lou still has a job. Um, uh, uh, Debrinkit uh, thinks he's worth more than he is. Debrinkit or Nylander would be huge for the Islanders. 100% agree. Debrinkit's younger than Meyer and a touch better, so uh, him asking for Meyer money is fair. Um, Doesn't mean he's going to get it. Okay, he's also played for Chicago and Ottawa. And Meyer, I know, played for San Jose, but he's with the Devils now. So. Um, Declan Grumpy. I remember on Twitter when we were going nuts over Goudreau, someone swore that he's seen at the Smith Haven Mall out here on Long Island. <laughs> Debrink gets 25 years old. That's a player you give an eight-year deal to. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Yep. Are you guys still talking about the Islanders? Says Road Gamer. Always, man. It's an Islander podcast. Brendan Nelson, Grumpy. Hey, guys. Love the pod. Would you rather have given Engvall seven and three or Duchesne one and three? Just Duchesne one and three. Absolutely. I don't want to tie up seven years in a guy who's a jack. Matt Duchesne's a better player than Pierre Engvall, even now. That's what I would have done. Seven years? Seven years for a bottom six guy? It's just, it's just dumb. Just dumb. You don't need to. Why? Oh, you listen to the Islander fans. Well, you know, we're spreading it out. And this is, you know, the salary cuts could be like, okay, but that's $3 million extra you could spend all those other years. Look at this really quickly, Grumpy. Are you able? Is that popping up on screen for you? It says Pierre Engvall may have one of the strangest contact clauses we've ever seen. Two weeks of a full no trade clause that converts to a sixteen team no trade clause. How nuts is that? I, I don't. I don't even know. I don't. It makes no sense to me. I don't get the reason for it. Um, Maybe he didn't want to be signed to a contract and then moved. <laughs> Maybe when Lou was. Making a deal for Debrinkat. Maybe that's a guy. Engvall. Oh, we heard the rumors. Uh, Sorokin Hall of Fame, maybe years from now, if he stays healthy. Yeah, he's a lot, a lot has to go. He still has to perform at a very high level for a long time. What TJ was trying to say is a player who's consistent year after year after year after year. Those are Hall of Fame type players. Guys like Eddie Belfour, guys like Cur Curtis Joseph should get in, but guys like that who are always at the top of the Luongo. game. Luongo. Luongo won a Vesna, though, didn't he? No. He, he never won a Vesna. He never won anything. He won a, he won a gold medal. He won, he won a, a gold medal in the Olympics. But here's the thing. He never won anything. And I love Roberto Luongo. He never won anything. That's what happens when you play. The, that 2011 year, that was Vancouver's year. They got all those injuries in their cup run and lost to Boston. That's, you know, that was it. That was that was the run for them. Florida for years. Florida always sucked. I was about to say, we're miserable. We're miserable for a long time here, Grumpy. Uh, Brian J. Ownership was terrible. They didn't let him spend, and better leadership, he might be good. Better leadership, he might be good. Yeah. Probably Duchesne for one year, but um, even though I don't care for him, but at least it's a one-year contract. Exactly. It's just one year. It's just one year, and then you can reinvest that money. You can't reinvest in Pierre Engvall. Let's say he busts out and turns back to the pumpkin that he's been his whole career. <laughs> I mean, then what are you going to say? Oh, well, you know, it's okay. It's only six more years. He's going to get us 30 points a year. Compare Snow's trades to lose trade. Compare Snow's drafts to lose drafts. Yeah, yeah. Snow, yeah, Snow won a lot of trades compared to Lou, and Snow drafted, I'd say, better okay. than Lou. But it's, it's still early. early. It's He missed a lot, but Lou hasn't, I feel like, won any okay. picks. It's not early. It's his sixth year as general manager. Um, here's the thing, though. The trades, absolutely, Snow wins out on trades. The draft, yes, snow wins out, but you know it's when you're picking in the top five all the time, it's easier than when you're picking forty. But that's the trades. 
Oh, okay. Al's Puck Hockey explained, Grumpy. Says, thanks for looking at the tree. The reason why Alex DeBrinkett was wearing the center's jersey is because he was going to be in a ceremony taking off the center's jersey and revealing an Islanders one, Grumpy. But fucking Lou wouldn't pull the trigger in the airport at JFK, uh, and that's why, he, that's why he was there. And yeah, we all know DeBrinkett isn't the tallest, so okay, well, there it is. I did like that. That was good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> make a Smith Haven Mall one with Johnny Goudreau spotted at Lake Grove, New York. Oh, God. Grumpy wearing Gucci flip-flops as his nightmare slippers. Oh, God. Or nighttime slippers. Bob, son of Stan, Grumpy. Hey, guys. Catching you live for the first time in a while. I live in San Diego, and the time difference sort of messes with catching up. Uh, catching you anyway. Great to carry on the show through the offseason. Thank you very much, Bob. Thanks so much, Bob, as always. Well, you guys promised to go... Oh. I don't know what that means. So trans, if we do not make the playoffs next year, Grumpy would be oh, a hot grandma. No, no, Rogue Gamer, we would no, I guarantee that. you that's not happening. <laughs> Grumpy, at least you can order some room service there. There you go. Oh. Yeah, but I tell you what, they're always late on delivery. No tip. <laughs> Grumpy, I think it would be a good time to turn the TV on. Hurry, there's no TV in that room. So it's Grumpy, nasty. have you noticed how Grumpy's been extremely attentive the entire show, making a lot of – Grumpy's I'm attentive every show. single show. Stop. Declan Grumpy. Uh, saw something suggesting going after DeBrusque. Would you guys like that? What does it make sense? Okay, maybe DeBrusque, maybe they're looking to move DeBrusque because, like I mentioned earlier, he's a UFA at the end of the year. They're trying to free up salary cap space for another run this year. What do the Islanders have to offer that Boston wants? That's that's it in a nutshell. What a value do we have? Unless you're giving up Dobson, well, there is no value that Boston would want. Please don't even suggest that, Grumpy. And um, here we go here. Uh, let's continue here. Mario Grumpy. DeBrinkett has better offensive numbers, 240 goal seasons and 130 goal season. He has 50 or more points in all but one of the seasons he's played. When he failed to score 50 points, he was injured. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's, he's only 25 years old. He's only 25, yep. Oh, man, wouldn't it just be crazy if we had the, the cap space and didn't piss it away on a guy named Bo Horvat? Wouldn't that just be great? But it's, not, it's not just Bo Horvat. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about the consistent mindset of we have to trade for the guy at the deadline. Even if you were patient, you still could have improved the team for the now and future. The Brinkett helps the now, and being 25 years old, he helps the future. So it's responsible looking forward to a cup contender or trying to make the team a cup contender and helping in the future. It's not the Bo Horvats. It's the J.G. Pajos. Bo Horvat doesn't help. I'm telling you, he's a waste. A waste old. Okay, but... You're talking about Kyle Palmieri, five million. JG Pajot, five million. You're talking about uh, Casey Zizekas, two and a half million. Oh, oh, for big long term. You keep on making these same mistakes. It's not this year. It's all the previous years where you've made the same mistakes. That's the issue. It's a it's a pattern with him. It's a not. It's a trend, right? Every year they give too much money. Too much term to guys who are just not that good at playing. Sorry. Drew, Drew said this to his grumpy. How do you like this? Yeah. Riding a little bike, sticks the little sticks the pipe in the wheels, falls over, says, Oh, Matt Parcel's fault. I, I do feel like that's how some of the fan base is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I got a comment here from um TJ. I petitioned to put the Ounders logo back on the wall. It's sitting right down over here. It is right over there. I did see it. It's not like it's gone. It's not gone, that's for sure. Milo Brownie said, you guys swore Mayfield wouldn't sign back because he'd get more money elsewhere. He'd get more elsewhere. Was it the term that kept him here? Yes. 
and he really liked it here. Yes, I think both of those helped. No one is offering is giving Scott Mayfield a seven-year contract extension. No one. Coach Tommy B said, I honestly think that Sorokin hasn't reached his peak yet. Possible. He'll be 28 in a few weeks. I think he's probably he's close right there. To I think he's right there. If he hasn't reached it already, I think he's really close. Um, and uh, Robert Marshall says, yes, Brownie, problem is Mayfield's play is already regressing. Seven years is ridiculous, but Lou being Lou, shaking my freaking head. And here's the thing. Well, we are unable to get some other free agents a couple of years from now. You know what? It's not. We don't have the cap space. And you know what? You know what's going to be, though? It's going to be the Engval and the Mayfield contracts. Those are going to be the ones. And probably the Horvat one where you gave guys ridiculous. Now, here's the thing. Horvat would have been a really attractive free agent out there at this offseason. So someone was going to pay him. But not Engval and Mayfield. The way he played with the Islanders, he would have gotten maybe seven and a half million a year. Seven. I could see, yeah, as I say, max seven and a half, probably seven. He played like complete shit for us. He did put up no points, didn't perform in a postseason. A guy was having a career year and fell off the freaking planet Earth once he signed that contract. But here's the thing if he didn't sign that contract, Hungry Horvat looking for a big payday probably would have produced. And don't forget the Barl Mob deal, four years. Ridiculous. That's the worst of the bunch. New York Gillianders, where no one can leave. Okay. Gilligan's Islanders. Oh, Gilligan's Islanders. Think uh, uh, Wolfman says the Wolfman thinks Maggio and De- think. Do you think what Maggio and DeFore will make team? No way. No, no way either of them do. Not um, this year. Do you guys think that once McDavid's contract is done, will he um, re-sign again with the Oilers, or is he gone? He'll stay with the Oilers. I think he'll be a career Oiler. Yep. Drew L says here honestly though at this point the team would be more entertaining if they were miserable because at least I'd get to see young raw talent on the Islanders roster by then. I disagree, Drew. Drew, because we don't have any young raw talent in the organization right now. When we get bad, we're going to be fucking bad it's with be really no bad. young players with no hope. There's John nothing Sim. worse for a franchise when John you have John Sim is going to be on our first line. That's what it's going to be. Yep. Because we're going to be really freaking bad. Horvat made one of the top 10 worst contracts list. He's up there. It's early yet, but I think he could have the possibility of doing it. Absolutely. Um, TJ needs a sound effect for Grumpy says, bent over and buck fucked. Oh, you there. <laughs> Grumpy. Uh, definitely. I do remember that one. I think I was talking about Bailey, wasn't I? Was that a Bailey one or somebody else? Doesn't matter. Isn't it thrilling? And Limarillo is on pins and needles waiting for the decision. I mean, I don't think we've even found out. What Remember he said he... He's said, asking some questions. questions. He's not sure if he's bringing back everybody on the coaching staff. I'm asking some questions. What well, were the questions? And did he finally get the answers to these questions? The aforementioned questions. What questions were you looking for answers to? I'm, I'm very interested, Lou Lamarillo. Those questions, too, you know. Is it usually better if you wait until the end of, you know, the offseason to sign a new coach if you're looking to do that? Or is it better maybe to sign them earlier so they have a chance to build some chemistry and establish a plan with the, with the surrounding coaching staff? How does that work? Usually better if they have more time to prepare or less time to prepare, do you think? Uh, probably less time. Keep them in the dark, in the secrets. Yeah, okay. Um, hey, Grumpy, here's a question for you. Um, for someone who's knowledgeable. Uh, with already read history? that one. Okay, gotcha. Um, oh, man. Oh, no. Diana Dangle, that's 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 Matthew or that's that's Michael M says here. He wants freaking Travis Cackney over to bring it. No, oh no, no. Michael, I, what's wrong with the oxygen over Michael's house? 
Uh, I'd like to know, Mr. B says, I'd like to know more about the Islander scouting staff. Really? Do you know if our scouts are still the same crew that recommended Bailey and Del Cole? I think they are. I I'm think not sure are. who was the staff at that time period, but I know this is the same or very similar staff mm-hmm. to when Garth Snow was here. Um, Sunday Sand says, TJ Rip Van Winkle is a storybook character who fell asleep for 100 years. When he woke up, everything was different. Okay. There you go. See, now she's now we know that's that's a very nice lady, Sunday Sand. And she didn't call you a moron or a dipshit or a numbskull. And she should have had every right to say that to you. All right, go. Be next calendar. Here we go. Here is what the Islanders can do trade Pajot and recoup a second round pick and use the cap money to sign Tarasenko, wants to be in New York. I do that. Do you? I. Who's going to give you a second round pick for Pajot? Everybody spent their money. Free agency's over. I think also. Larry, Larry, you're the mayor of Shark City. The summer's over. That's what it is. By the way, great Fourth of July movie, Jaws. And even Jaws 2, love Jaws 2. Uh, Ed K says, Fashing. Oh, maybe Fashing had playoff experience for the first time, too. That's true. Maybe Fashing did. Yep, they played well, I thought, in the postseason. So, Fashing maybe got some, too. I like Fashing. I like him. Declan Drew, I'd take Konechny, but it doesn't even really seem possible. Yeah, not happening. Um, neither Konechny, Debrinkit, or uh, or Nylander is happening. Nothing is happening. The team that you're looking at right now who's under contract, that is a team that will be starting on opening night. Yep. Do not expect anything else. Everything else is just, oh, I'm dreaming and going to sleep and imagining what I'm going to open up on Christmas morning. You've already had Christmas. You opened up all your presents on Christmas Eve. You're not getting anything on Christmas Day. Nothing. It's over. Dan P said, what uh, What if we buy out Lee or Clutter or Martin? Dude, the buyout, no, you don't want to buy him out. You're just, you're just going to ca- you're just gonna have a cap hit for twice as long. And Lee and Clutter or Clutter and Martin are in the last year that's of their contract. That's why, I didn't want to, that's why I didn't want to trade Bailey. He just suck it up. Just eventually you got to pay the pipe. We wouldn't have been able to sign back Varlamov, and we wouldn't have been able to sign back maybe Scott Mayfield. And we're oh, going to well, keep for a cup, so we, we need okay. to have back. It's okay to it's okay to go after younger targets. Kyle Clifton, three years, ten million bucks. Tell me he's not better than Scott Mayfield right now at his age. I'd say so. I mean, Buffalo got him for that three years. Yes, seven, seven at three point five. Come on, stop. Andersley, uh, if you could move him to a contender and eat half the contract, I would do that. Not buying out, though. Sunday saying Grumpy. Grumpy and TJ, if we all took a 100-year nap like Rip Van Winkle, what do you think the Islanders would be like when we woke up? They'd already be disbanded. Lou Lamarillo would still be GM. I'll tell you one thing. We'd have new ownership. The Property Brothers would have sold that team a long time ago. That's a good question, though. Probably Fredo the Third. Lamarillo will be the GM because Lou be long dead. Fredo the third. Um, seriously, you probably wake up and say, "We've had a hundred years and we only won one cup in a what, in a century." I just wonder if hockey will even be around in a hundred years. Not in the same way it is now. I don't think so. Think about how many things. Think about the NFL. Even 50 years ago, I think the NFL is going to be as two hand touch. It's going to be like, uh, it's not going to be the same way it is now. Absolutely not. Um, you used to say that football would end as a sport. I could say, yeah, I think it could. 
I'm not sure in 50 years of my lifetime, but at one time, I think football was people are going to look at it as a barbaric game, the same way they looked at the gladiator games and the shit like that, too. The amount of head injuries and trauma, the more we figure out about it, the, the less and less likely I think it sticks around. Yeah. Um, Rob says they'd be running the same guys back on the roster on their 58 year expand extension in a row. Holy shit. Andrews Lee would still be playing their fifth eight year extension. I'm sorry. Um, uh, same thing with Rasmus Sandin and Sonny Milano. Lou could have gotten Milano on a PTO. Yep. Now, okay, let's see. We traded a first-round pick for Bull Horvat. Yep. Would you have rather had Erasmus Sandin for just a first-round pick? We gave up a first-round pick, Atu Ratu, as well as we get when, when we went ahead and gave up their uh, Anthony Pavilier. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying we always said that Anthony Pavilier had to move. He had value, though. But you trade him at the worst time. Yes, at his lowest point, lowest value. And they, he does that a lot. He shows too much faith in some players until, all right, they have no value left. And it's like, well, dude, you got to be proactive. I'd rather get rid of a guy a year too early than a year too late. Harry Schultz says, it's obvious to me the chat is full of drunks tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Brandon Nelson says here, the team is three moves that Lou has slammed. This team is three moves that Lou has slammed the door on with stupid contracts away from being a contender. Yeah, exactly. He's he's gone. From, we always said that this would be the last year where or this would be the last year and then we could do a full rebuild or transition away. But he he he's ruined it with all the extensions he's got given to extensions to a team that's never won anything. This yep. is not Tampa Bay extending Sorelli and, you know, all those guys, Jernak and all those guys. This is the Islanders extending ham and eggers. This is the Islanders we're talking about here. I mean, um, shit. Come on. Um, and uh, Jesus Christ. Definitely Drew. We should have brought that uh, Long Island boy back home. God knows we could use the speed. Talking about Sonny Milano. Milano. Yeah. Essentially, hey, you could have had him for nothing last year. He had a little bit of a concussion issue. Yeah. And, and we were talking about that. People are saying maybe, maybe Sonny Milano will bring Sonny Milano here. Just take a, it's nothing. Take a fl- a cheap PTO flyer on guys, and if they produce, but everyone's got a no trade clause or a no move clause or a modified no trade clause. Has any other team signed this offseason seven eight year contract or the contract extensions? I can't find any. Come on, Lou. I, not of not of players who were just UFAs. I don't think. I, maybe I'm sure there have been. We have. I think. What is it, Grumpy? You, you did the math. What seven guys who are under contract for the next seven years or more? Yeah. Hard seven, to believe. Guys, seven guys, I think, who go through the 29-30 season. Think about that. That's a lot of guys. That's a lot seven of guys. more years. Jesus Christ. Uh, and it's, it's not even like they're that great. That's the problem. Pulak, Pelic. how do you think they're going to look in five years? Not particularly great. No, I think they're going to be kind of on the decline at that point. I honestly, they're guys I consider moving now. If you see things starting to go south, those guys can Pellet can get you something on the market. I'd move that. I'd move him. If you see things going off the rails, that's a guy you can get some assets for. Mario says Bavilia had the same amount of points with Vancouver as he did for the Islanders, 11 goals and 20 assists. His points with the Islanders were away from Barzell. He outscored Horvat, but the excuse the Lamanites use, the Lamanites, is that Hovart, Hovart struggled because Barzell was injured. It's because Horvat can't create for himself. That's the reason. Guys, we are here at the end of the show today. 
Um, two hours and 30 minutes. We had to cut off there. We're going to spend some time with the warden and the lovely page, but we want to be able to make sure we could have the show tonight. That being said, there will be no show on Wednesday and or next Saturday. Saturday. So we're going to go the next two shows, Wednesday and Saturday. We will not be live. So that's why we're like, we had to come on today at least to do a show. There will be no show Wednesday and Saturday. I'm but there will be there will be a show tomorrow of the TJ the Grumpy Old Man show. Absolutely. So there will be a show tomorrow of the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Make sure you guys check out the channel on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc. But no show Wednesday and Saturday for the Islanders Never Said I podcast. And next Thursday and next next Thursday and probably next Sunday, there will be no TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. We're playing it by ear, but probably not. Unless um, something happens and we'll do maybe like a pop-up show. Sure. Yeah. Um, but probably not. Um, but thank you so much, Eddie, for tuning into the show tonight. Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the show here tonight, tuning in, commenting in. I'm sorry I didn't get through all the comments. We got through almost all of them. We're trying. It's, we're trying to do it in the offseason, at least. But thank you so much, everybody, for commenting in, sharing your thoughts and opinions on the offseason. We're getting to the dog days of summer. We're going to have to come up with some creative topics to discuss. That's for certain. We're going to have guests on. We'll continue to have guests on. We'd love to have other opinions and thoughts on this podcast here and 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 have the great minds of the Islanders community duke it out here on this show. But uh, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in and listening to the show. Thank you so much, Grumpy, as always. My pleasure.